Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for another wonderful episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, beautiful Bucketorium, lovely New Windsor, uh, Illinois. It is episode number 357. I'm Steve, and the studio today is Doug. Yellow. Eric. Yo, yo. Kurt. What's up? 357 String Band. It's a good... 350, yes, it is. It's a great band. They're no longer around, but... They, they were a hell of a band. Hell of a band. You want to know who's a hell of a man? The guy next to me is Chase Rolfson. Hell of a man. What's up, dude? Man, I'm happy to be here. Are you? Dude, you're actually... We've been talking about this podcast for four years. In studio. In studio. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. We've only done trade show podcasts, which are cool, but not like this cool. No, no, no. Remember, we started it off. um, You guys came to my office. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm coming to your office. Yeah, we got some... Well, we can Uh, tell some stories about that later. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) Steve. I don't want to talk about it. Unless you want to talk about it, I'm totally okay with it. The deputy deputy sheriff in our town still likes to talk about it. Does he now? Damn, we got to tell it now. (laughs) We'll We'll save that one for the end. Yeah, we'll save that for the end. Stay tuned. (laughs) Wink, wink. Do not fast forward through. You never know we're going to place it. Yeah, we might We might talk about it in the middle. That'll be the ad. Oh my don't God. do dumb shit in Trey or Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I second that. <laughs> the podcast is presented by HHA Sports, HHAsports.com. Use code WCB15, I think. I always forget our uh, code. Question mark um, we'll get it that? to you. Message us if that doesn't work. Um, all suiting uh, the single pin Tetra. Um, they're all single pins. You can get a three-pin head if you want, but single pin is their game. Um, I It has really changed the way I do archery, honestly. It's made me a, a much more accurate archer, a much more confident archer, and confidence in archery equals success. So mm-hmm. think about that. If you've always wondered, just give it a shot. Um, lifetime warranty, made in USA. They support our veterans. I don't know what else you want from them. You know? Yeah. You can't really get much else. Do you want them to shoot the deer for you, too? Come on. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah. Does Scott <laughs> hey, Bakken got to do it for you? Oh, do you want to rest? Oh, well, they got one, too. Yeah, they the got one rest. Also. There you go. 
There you go. I need to try that rest. I've shot their oh, sights for years. They're awesome, man. Dude, it's, yeah. The rest is good. It's yeah, good stuff. And it's lifetime it. warranty as well. Right. So, like, if anything ever happens, it, anything at all, something dumb, you run your bow over, you drop it, it's covered. So I, shoot, I shoot the kingpin on a super short axle axle Matthews. Like, it looks Insane. crazy, but it's the, mo- it's the best sight. The hey, sight hey, sticks off works. just as far oh, as the oh, axle yeah. to axle on oh, your yeah. bow. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell I yeah. I love it. Scent Crusher, man. Scent Crusher. We did a podcast with Dan Drake yep. years ago, and it's kind of cool because you and Dan Drake, Chase, are really good friends and business partners as well, and then that feeds into us. So a lot of cool things playing with Scent Crusher coming in the future. Um, it's a great company, great people. They've supported us damn near since the beginning. Mm-hmm. We run the room clean in here. I, every time we are in here, I run every it. Every time Steve's yeah. in here, at least. It's in the bathroom right outside the studio. There's a room clean in there ready to rock, so we keep them at the ready. We pretty much live out of our gear bags during season. Eric, you're a tote man? I'm a tote man. What do you? What would you call What kind of man are you? You know what? Uh, I've I've really slimmed down uh, on my possessions because I got to move from house to house. So I'm really like a just a gear bag kind of guy. Um, the roller bag is actually really good if you're you know trying to just move into a buddy's house and uh, you know pay cheap rent. So I would live in <laughs> living out of his roller bag. Yeah, I would just so like another roller bag. So what kind of man does that make you, Doug? Oh, I'm a bag man all the way. Gear bag, I'm a bag man. What kind of man are you, Chase? Easy peasy. You know, I. Uh Man, I, I hate to bring this up because I don't want to get a million questions afterwards, but I am now running the new prototype stuff that will show up uh, in stores in probably June or July. But uh, there's three sets out there in the entire United States, and I'm in possession of one of the sets. So, so you're a mystery man. I'm testing all the new stuff, and it is sick. Damn. <laughs> okay. So before all this, what kind of guy were you? Um, you know, because I'm really lucky to be able to hunt out right the back, back door, uh, so sure. I'm a closet guy. Oh, so that makes yep, sense. Yep. yep. I literally, um, although this year it was kind of cool, um, we la- lined the totes up outside underneath my covered porch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a lot of guests in this year for some reason. Like, it was it was a lot of fun. We just got to hunt with a lot of different people. And so I lined totes up. And then as people got into camp, they could take their stuff and throw it in a tote and then leave it there all night. And then in the mornings when you're getting your coffee or whatever, they'd hit the, the turn it on, you know, run it for a 15-minute cycle. Right, boom, yeah. get dressed right out on my porch. Pshh, Oh, and they're out. out That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. It was cool. Bingo. That is a good mm-hmm. idea. Um, so, scentcrusher.com. Um, also, Thermoseat is a partner of ours. Um, talk about how that's also like a crossed partner partner, partner. with uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. They do mm-hmm. the seats for Lone yeah. Wolf Custom Gear, um, which we didn't know that actually until Joey from Thermoseat sent us pictures of the <laughs> yeah. Lone Wolf Custom Gear seats going out to the DeQuisto boys. And you know how long that relationship's been there? Like, since the beginning. Been, since the beginning, yeah. yeah. The, the Thermoseat was making seats for them. I didn't the know ra- that. Yeah, at the, at the beginning. Joey's the that Andre. Lone Wolf, are, they made oh, really? Well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that is really cool. The, Thermoseat's been around since, what, early 80s? 82? I, I think it was 82. Like, I think he invented it in 79 or, or so, and then it became a company in, like, 82. It's That's crazy. crazy. Yep. It's like, like um, it's an Americana-type... Uh, oh, both companies are. Like, the yeah. working man just has an idea and goes with it, and then all of a sudden... Well, yeah, because that makes sense, because Custom Gear, or Lone Wolf, uh, when Andre started it, it was 84. Mm-hmm. It was our, right 84 when it became a business. You got to think about it, like... like Way pre ATA and all that stuff, those guys were probably working, you know, little ten by ten booths at every little consumer, consumer show, show across oh, the yeah. Northeast yeah. Yeah. to the Midwest to the mm-hmm. you know yeah they were they were probably putting miles on their station wagons or whatever just <laughs> trying to sell products. Yeah. Andre said he did the Harrisburg show ten days all by himself. One oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I wonder it. what That's it was like rough. then though. I, I wonder if it was just crazy. I mean, I'm sure it was really busy, but I'm sure I bet you it was a lot busier than. 
Yeah, I could picture it being busier. Then, because you don't have, they do. didn't have the internet or anything, so the new products, they went to all these consumer shows to see everything. Yeah, yeah you right. really had to go there. It's super you cool to, to think about all that, like back in the day. But yeah, Thermoseat, really proud to be partnered up with them. Good people. Thermoseat. Joey's one of our favorite people, I think. <laughs> uh, Derek. Uh, yeah, Derek's Because great. you think, like, you would think a guy like him, um, coming from such a well known company, and everyone, everyone's seen a Thermoseat in the store. Everyone's used a Thermoseat. If over you were to the hunt, years. everyone's seen one. You would just think that he wouldn't be as, like, Real and grounded and like just whatever on the show as he is, but he's 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 fucking awesome. It's Joey. weird because he lives in that gated community. <laughs> that's an inside joke. He does not live in the like, gated I'll community. I'll say I don't know anything it's, about that. That's a that's a rib we pull on him. He's good shit. I love that guy. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Victory Archery. Um, we are all shooting the rip TKOs this past season, mm. and I don't really like. I, I would change, you know, but I don't really. I just like that arrow oh. so much. I don't feel that I need to. Uh, I think I'm changing the new one. Fap SS. Yeah, remember that name. You missed the. I missed uh, that episode. Yeah, it's it's a, that's going to be a game changer. Fap SS. I didn't we'll get the hype on that everything. one. Thing. You'll, get, you'll okay. see it. Okay. You didn't listen to the podcast, did you? No. No. <laughs> no. I I, uh, I made sure everything was there that needed to be there, and then I published it. I said, "Well, I hope the boys did a good job when I we published it. We did our job. Yeah, I think. All right. Well, I will have to look into hey. that um, podcast. Also presented by Elite Archery. All shooting the rituals uh, currently, um, probably through turkey season, and then I think we're going to be looking into the cure Ooh, and get tuned up real nice. Um, Do you think anyone might possibly get one of those at the shoot this year? Maybe one of the new elite bows. That's good. Thank know. you for bringing that up. Yeah, we're supposed to give away a couple elites at the shoot this Ooh. year, June twentieth in Rio, Illinois, near Galesburg, Illinois. Um, we talked about Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Use code WCB everything uh, to get a discount on everything in the Lone Wolf Custom Gear store. Um, also, big time, Mr. Joe Humphreys, are, they are title sponsoring the shoot this year, June 20th. That's right. So they put their brand on an event that we are hosting, um, and that says a lot about them. Um, <laughs> By the way, did you know, um, so I, I had an awesome, I met Joe, thanks to you guys. Yeah. We had a great phone uh, conversation, and uh, Anyway, I was just telling him, I was like, you know, wow, I just, I wish there was, I want to go try it. Like, I was so amped up about it. Yeah. And he's like, do you have a true value? I'm like, yeah, every town in America. Yeah, everywhere. Especially Iowa. Right, especially Iowa. <laughs> and he's like, dude, check it out. Like, go on their website. And, and I ordered it, and it delivers free, free yep. delivery right to the true value. Yep. So I go out my office door, walk a half a block, pick up my big time, and go <laughs> right back to my office. I'm like, this is the craziest program uh-huh. ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you don't have a retailer close to you, you just hook it up with your true value free shipping you can order a pallet and send it right to the yeah, true whole value pallet. Or yeah. yeah. Like, nobody does that that's a good point I'm glad you brought that up we talked about that the other day yeah like, I was dude, so I impressed it. yeah that's so, that's big yeah everywhere has a true value I'm, and Illinois has less I feel but an amazing product like I don't know the stuff like I, I was glad he took the time to educate me on it mm-hmm. and I really learned the differences between that and some other things and you know I care a lot about my deer like I don't want to yeah. mm-hmm. get all sappy or whatever but my well, deer. yeah, you want them to make it through. Yeah, especially. my deer are important. <laughs> that's what kill them. That's what's cool this <laughs> then year. Yeah, then I want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I, play, I, planted, I planted buck brunch and killed a buck out of it. Like, if that doesn't sell it, I yeah. don't if really Steve know what to do tell it, you. Can yeah. Do it. Well, right. the, the cool thing is this year they dropped their food plot line. Yeah. And before, Huge. we were limited with the buck brunch and the uh, last stand mm-hmm. blends, yeah. which are great, great blends. Um, but in Illinois, we can't supplemental feed at right. all. And it's funny because there's people that live in Illinois. They're like, oh, you can't? I'm like, yeah, well, you can't outside a season. I'm like, no, you can't. Mm, no, 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 nothing no, no, you no, you sure can't. But anyway, <laughs> big time, awesome company, great people, good stuff, good products. Um, 
Also, Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, tell them Working Class Bowhunter sent you. They are actually a tannery, too. They have, like, top-notch facility. My antelope will be done. Well, but by the time this airs, I'll probably be picking it up. So I'm really excited about that. Get some, I've never had a shoulder mount other than a whitetail until now. Damn. So really you'll, excited. Go. you'll love it. I can't wait. They're pretty, man. They are amazing. They are pretty. He's not a big antelope, but he's mine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, he came home with you. Yeah, that's right. Steve, you got a veteran shout out? I do, and the uh, the the vet shout out I thought was uh, was pretty cool. Now uh, this is not this is an organization, um, and the way I want to bring them up. So the organization is a local organization here called Getting Getting Heroes Home. What they do is they uh, they provide travel accommodations for like emergency travel for military personnel so they can get home for holidays, special life events, or funerals. So if guys are over there, you know they'll take care of everything. Uh, local organiz- organization, these guys are doing some really cool things. Uh, Another organization my buddy does, uh, it's an event, food truck fight. All the proceeds are, they're going to, the, it'll benefit this organization. So if you want to donate, they're on Instagram, Getting Heroes Home. Uh, they also got a website and they have local events around the Quad City area. So if you want to check it out, March 6th, uh, CrossFit Millstone Community Workout, 4, 5, and 6, you can go work out and donate. Um, March 11th will be a Wednesday. It's going to be at Mississippi really River uh, Distilling Company. And yeah, you can go there five to nine. It's a Wednesday night. Go home, have a couple drinks. Some proceeds are going to go to this organization. It's going to a good cause. I mean, you know, people pass away when um, guys are trying to, you know, defend our freedom, and they got to get home some way. And these guys want to help out. So check them out. Getting heroes home. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. And you, I got a, I got a vet shout. You got a vet shout out. I've been dying to do this because I love every time I listen to you guys' podcast. Mm -hmm. I love that you guys do that. uh, ben Cuevas. I met him in Germany. <clears throat> he was stationed over there. Um, ben is an Apache pilot. Uh, he's done over seven tours. Um, oh, wow. Jesus. He has um, done some really amazing things. Um, he has been to all the nasty places and come back home safe, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I've um, hung out with him, partied with him in Germany, uh, came back for a while to the States, uh, stationed in Colorado. Turned around, we thought we were going to do some hunting together. Boom, we got deployed again. No shit. Um, Iraq, Afghanistan. <clears throat> he's been to all that stuff. And I think he's finally done now. Uh, we got to go turkey hunting together last year, which was awesome. He smashed one in the face. <laughs> um, he came back. I was like, well, you, like, shoot rockets and stuff out of your t- Apache. Like, he's like, I don't care. That was the coolest thing. I just, like, literally <laughs> smashed a turkey in the Smacking face. Smacking a turkey upside the head is cooler than uh, bombing a bunch of terrorists. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so my buddy Ben, I love hanging out with him. I wish we could do it more, but... Um, Anyway, that's my shout out. Yeah, very cool. Absolutely. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank man. you for your, thank service, you for your service. It's also time for our monthly can cooker recipe. Oh yeah, and oh. we got Mister Can Cooker here. I want to know what is Chase like. What's your go to recipe in the can There's cooker? There's got to be one. Oh, there is. So, and it's funny. Like, it wouldn't matter any of my family if they were here. They'd immediately like they'd answer that before I could even get it out. Um, the can cooker spare ribs, bar none. Like I do them all the time, and you guys have to. Everybody out there's got to try can cooker spare ribs because got to try them. They're they're like ribs you've never had before. All right, really? walk us through the process. How do, how does Chase do it? So honestly, I literally follow the recipe book. I don't change a thing. When I was first getting introduced to can cooker, that's what I did. I read the recipe book. They were so good. Why am I going to screw with it? Yeah, well, they're that it. good. Yeah, well they they lay it out for you. So they do. Yeah, Seth is a. You know anybody that's gone to the trade shows? If you ever see the can cookers there, Seth. Um, 
you know, the creator of it, he does almost every single trade show. Like, it's crazy how long he's been doing it, but mm-hmm. I think he just, he loves cooking for people. Yeah. And of course, once you eat out of a can cooker, you buy one. It's, it's yeah. a yeah. smart business plan. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I'll call him every once in a while and get like a new recipe, and I love them all, but I always go back to the spare ribs, man. They're just amazing. I got to try that. Yep. My wife sure. and I have been talking about doing ribs again, too, so that's that'll be a perfect time. And it's simple. It's like some sugar, red wine, um, like a little bit of vinegar. Uh, it, the whole process is simple, but then when you taste it, you're like, why have I never eaten ribs like this before? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's even like I did sweet corn in there. I'm like, oh, I can't be any better. Dude, sweet corn was awesome. It was amazing. Did you, <laughs> did, you did it with the Mountain Dew, right? I didn't do that no, yet. No, not the Mountain oh, Dew. I'm telling you. I got to try that. Because that happened after. You did I, it, though, didn't you, Steve? I thought you did the Mountain Dew sweet corn. No, I did not. Uh, I wanted to. I did to. the sweet corn, then Kurt did it, and he's like, oh, yeah, Chase said do it with Mountain Dew. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do love Mountain Dew. No. <laughs> my, my jam is. <laughs> Who doesn't? Dude, Mountain Dew mouth is perfect for eating corn on the cob. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, my jam is I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a deer roast, and I'll season it with, like, uh, I, I do, like, a lot of, like, chili powder cumin and i'll set it in there and i'll just douse uh maple syrup that's my oh, that sounds good that's oh, my no secret shit. ingredient and i'll just and when i put the water in the in the bottom because i got that rack i'll uh i put a little bit of uh maple syrup and a little worcestershire sauce in there to does anyone ever say that right worcestershire. i thought you did, i was thinking when you said it that you did a really good job saying it no i, I probably didn't i probably butchered it <laughs> but yeah i let that how do you thing. spell it steve Never mind. Worcester, I, I wasn't really. I wasn't no, really interested. Right. Here that long. <laughs> just spells it off fast. We don't have enough time for, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. for that. I'm like, do you guys want to see me have a stroke, or do you just want to hear it on audio? <laughs> Dude, we see you approach heart attack on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try the deer roast. That sounds amazing. I know with oh. syrup. Eric's gonna try it with Mountain Dew next time, like for I sure. Am. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna do the ribs. Yeah, yeah the because ribs are amazing. See, look at us. Just one big party. Community. We can have a party. We're a big community. I said community. I can't talk, man. It's this bush lie. I'm back on the sauce. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Getting loose. You know what, what, what? Where do most people send uh, messages to you guys on? Is it Facebook or do you do they send them? Instagram's in the most Instagram, common. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Like, if anybody sends in their favorite can cooker recipe, like, and we should just like vote on whatever one we think is the best. Oh, okay. And then I'll send them like a newer, like one of the up, up versions of a can cooker or something. Okay. I'll yeah. send whatever, yeah. whichever one we pick, like. We got to pick one, and then we'll cook it together, and we'll send whoever sent that recipe in their can cook recipe. We'll send like them it. one of the new ones. There's okay. so many new products out there. We right need a couple we of them. We need a couple of the burners for our shoot, so we can cook there. That's a I, great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, out there in the field. You think can cooker would want to give some away at the shoot? We could probably make that happen. Yeah, I've been talking about this on the air right before. <laughs> we need to get Seth. Hey, to come do they want to do that? Cook. Chase, oh, yeah. cool. Chase is like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not. Dumb idea. Next question. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, we we need to hit Seth up about coming to the shoot and cooking for people because they'll freak out if they've never eaten out of a can cooker. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll buy one right now. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, we we got we can do that. We can have our our vendor set up. Cool. We, we got permission already. I asked. Perfect. So perfect. Nobody's going to get thrown out this time or nothing no, like that. No. Right, look at that. We're clean, man. We got this. <laughs> hey, okay. we've, been, we've had a good running at the shoot. No trouble yeah. ever. Yep. Nice and clean. Everyone's having a good time. That's what it's all about. That's awesome. Chase, we're into the episode, man. Finally. We've, we've literally talked about getting you in studio for too long. And we finally, after ATA, we're like, we're setting a hard date. We're just going to get you in, and then we're going to plan on it. And, this. and so we did. We so, had to, or else it wasn't going to happen. Right? Well, <laughs> also, I wouldn't have got the studio done. Yeah. That, that was yeah. your motivation? Well, I was like, hey, Chase is going to be in. Honestly, it kind of was. It gave us like a – I felt like we were on a home makeover show, and we had like a deadline <laughs> to get the studio done. But I'm glad. I'm, we needed something like that to get the studio rocking because I just felt – we. I don't know. We just didn't feel at home yet in the new spot. Yeah, not it, – it, 
we knew we were in the so the table was here, but the walls were still painted like it was a bedroom. But yeah, once that once that wood went about halfway up, I was like, yeah, this is already feeling. And then the it's, next time we came in, when that wall was black, I was like, yeah, this still is, looks the same to me. Yeah, when I was I'm talking to like, Joe, I'm, yeah. I'm like looking over here. <laughs> when I was talking to Joe from Big Time, I was telling him how yeah. excited I was to be the first guy in the new <laughs> studio. And then Uh-oh. you know, driving out here, uh, is crew. Is there anything you want to tell me? Um. Uh, is this the part uh, where you uh, cut my throat? Uh, <laughs> so, Joe, if you're listening, um, they made a liar out of me. I was not the first. I'm still a little hurt about it. But I, I could blame it. somebody else, but I'm going to take the high route here. Are you going to take the high route? It's Clint Casper's fault. <laughs> he was supposed to be our phone interview, and he had something come up, which I did tell everyone on the previous episode. Hey, Clint Casper's yep, going to be in next yep. week he did. to get people excited. And he had some stuff that he couldn't get out of, like a life situation. And I was like, well, shed season, Dana Pace has got to be in the studio. So, right. But I considered that 99.9% done. This is yeah. 100% done. It was a great episode, actually. If you guys, anybody out there hasn't listened to that shed episode, it's a great episode. Thank you, sir. Thank he you, He knows man. so much about antlers. It's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It, I learned a lot. He, dude, He's crazy, man. He's absolutely crazy. Chase, about you, though. Oh, boy. Man, for people that haven't heard you on past <laughs> episodes, I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners have, but who are you and what is Redline Marketing? Oh man, so uh, we're a full service, you know, agency. Uh, we do everything from, boy, the very initial conception all the way down to, uh, you know, the actual media placement and auditing of the media. Like it's, it's crazy. So we're not a big office. You know, we've got, uh, depending on the season, eight between eight and nine full time employees. Uh, but we cover about everything between, you know, graphics, uh, video production. Um, you know, the actual uh, material from the box that you, you know, you pick up, you know, whatever product it is you're buying, you pick, yeah. pick it up off the shelf. We design that box. We, you know, manufacture the instructions that go in that to uh, um, the ad on TV or radio. A lot of stuff podcast. that you don't think about type yeah. of thing. It's, it's crazy how much goes into an actual product. Like, so we were talking earlier about the Scent Crusher, the new line. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's literally like... There's nine months of work before a single product hits the shelf of the store. It's insane. It, it's insane. Yeah, it insane. we're on. So the products will hit. <clears throat> the products will hit probably June or July, mm-hmm. and like we're still putting the finishing touches on boxes, like the little little nuances, art or yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know um, the fine logo placement. The yeah, everything. It's crazy, dude. The layers of things that you guys have to know, and we we were at the office over the summer and got to see like some of the operations. A lot of stuff I didn't realize that you guys did. You know, I mean, we see a lot of the the flashy stuff. You know, mm-hmm. when we're at the trade like the shows videos. and stuff like that, the yeah. videos, the the photos, the your guys is like the green screens and kind of like all the stuff you guys film in and the backdrops and all that, and then of course see and get to meet the clients at the media room at ATA and all that. But yeah, thinking about all that, like all the the verbiage and probably all the legal business you need to know, like what you can put on and what you can if it's being sold here or there. I imagine that stuff gets very complicated. It does. I mean, I'm I'm lucky to have an amazing team around me. Um, that I always say that. My greatest talent in life was I hired people smarter than myself. Dude, um, <laughs> that's awesome, actually. Yeah, I'd be really good uh, at that if I had hiring power. <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Yeah. No, we've got an awesome team, and um, those guys, uh, guys and gals, take really, really good care of me. They know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, we're blessed to work with some of the most amazing brands in the industry. And yeah. some that are extremely well-known, some that are new that are going to be extremely well-known, you mm-hmm. know, in a few years. And right. It's fun. That, that's cool. You can say that, too, with confidence because mm-hmm. that's, you know, part of your gig to, to get them there, too. Uh, yeah. Confidence has never been my problem. Yeah. I mean. That's good, uh, man. You know, it's just like deer hunting. I don't go out there. Um, here's the bottom line. 
maybe there's some amazing things about nature and sunrises and birds singing and I don't know crickets creaking, but I go there to kill stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. <laughs> hey, that's what you're out there to do, yeah, man. That's right. That's it once is. I get in the zone, on the same mindset. The whole purpose is. of being there. It's 100. Mm-hmm. percent Like, and I don't apologize for it. Like, no, I hey. I carry a bow, and then I carry a gun, and then I carry a muzzleloader, and then if I can get to any other states, I'm going to carry whatever season that is because yeah. I like to kill stuff, and then I right. like to take it home, and I like to eat it. Yeah. Simple exactly. as that. Put in the can cooker with some scissor syrup yes. on it. Scissor. <laughs> scissor. Like, what, you, what is that purple shit but you're putting in there? <laughs> who is Chase? We know what rub line is uh, now. So um, I am the father of three. Uh, kind of, I'll just make this story really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's already laughing. We already know what's the age range. <laughs> uh, I have a 19-year-old who actually does video editing for us. Um, he was my firstborn. Great guy. Best hunting buddy. Yeah, he's an awesome kid. Um, I've got a 16 year old daughter who thinks she's 23. We'll talk about more of that later. <clears throat> if she makes it to 17, I don't kill her. <laughs> um, and I have a one and a half year old. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> right? Still got it. Bring it on home for Still Chase. Got it. Yeah. When, when he said Still confidence wasn't a, pro- yeah. <laughs> so, so the funny thing is, is uh, she was born in October. Oh, hold on. Bring it on in for Chase. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> so if you, so for all you guys who know, uh, in January, I go to, of course, the show season kicks off with ATA, yep. and then it goes to SHOT Show, and then it goes to, typically, depending on what I'm going to do, what buyer shows, um, and then it goes to um, IWA in Germany, and then you go to NRA in April. Well... I think it was right maybe before SHOT Show or after. I can't remember, but it was like... In between there somewhere. Somewhere she says, I miss you. Let's get together. Like, I'm coming to your office. Because I work seven days a week in between the shows. <laughs> I'm coming oh, to your yeah, office. I, I remember this. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Someday she's going to listen to this. And one time, that's all she took. Like, hey. I was traveling for a month. And you're thinking, there's no way. I'm hey, old. She just she's really old. missed you. Eric, uh, Eric Church wrote that uh, Wrecking Ball song right, about... He's like, on the road, you're sending me pictures or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's, it, it was written about you, if I'm not mistaken. Did you just say you didn't think it was going to happen? I'm old, she's old. Yeah, like we're both, and and we both had a little panic because people see us and they think either A, if I'm just with my my daughter, my one and a half year old, her name is Blakelyn. Yeah. They're like, oh, Grandpa, that's nice you have. I'm like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> grandpa, uh, Grandpa, uh, old Papa Bear. Or, yep. or they, the other thing is, is they're like, oh, you traded in for a younger model. Like, that's just an immediate go to. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 43 oh, yeah. years old and. 43-year-olds don't carry around little babies, typically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, nope, same woman. And uh, she's a year older than I am. So we both – but it was scary for nine months. We're scared to death. Like, we're we're not old, 43, had, 44. Did, yeah, yeah. But but you get nervous. And for sure. She's amazing. We always joke that she's so chill. She's so happy. She's an awesome kid because she knows her parents are old and we couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's, no. that's got to be it. No. That's got to be it. <laughs> ten, <laughs> years, ten years, I'm still going to be drinking Bush Light at this table, and we're going to be yeah. having a good time, but it'll be interesting because i got two older kids that are both killers. Like, my son's a killer, mm-hmm. loves to hunt, and he's good at it. My daughter, we just got back from Africa. Like, she killed a pile of stuff in Africa. So it's going to be interesting. Can I go three for three? Can all Ooh. three of them love honey? I don't know. Ooh. Hey, see, <laughs> this could be interesting. You can't. You can't. <coughs> I mean, you you can direct that, but you really can't control it. You can't control it. it. You that's can't right. control it. You know, that's my thing too. Because our, how old's your daughter? So you, my you, daughter is. Uh, she'll be seventeen here in just a few months. This summer she'll be seventeen. No, you're you're, you're new. Oh, a year and a half. So let's see. She was born. Um, yeah. So she was born October tenth. So what does that make her? Um, 
year and about 15 months. Is that right? My, yeah. right? my daughter's nine months. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, she's surrounded by hunting. And of course, like the podcast and the boys come over. That's, I'm hoping like she's just directed the correct way. Yeah. And then, and it's by chance by then. I can't force her to do anything. So. It is. It's, right. You expose them like just a little snippets at a time. You don't. Yeah. You know, their kids are going to ruin like a few seasons for you. Yeah. Mark Drury had some really good advice. I can't remember if you told me Mark's advice, but I think we, I was in conversation. Mark yep. kind of like. You know, you just you offer it to them, and mm-hmm. then and if they don't want to go, they don't. And yeah, he was telling the stories like he'd offer, it and then she'd be like, "Nah, I want to sleep." And he's like, "All right, yep, my time to hunt." Then, yep, hundred percent. You don't ever push it, and when they do say yeah, uh, you know how we always like to get out there. It's like, oh, it's a good time. Sun goes down at six. We're out there at one. Mm-hmm. We think we're idiots because we don't see anything for four hours, but we got to be there at one o'clock. Y- yep, sure. Um, Mark was the one that told me. He goes. No, if the, if it gets dark at five, you go out at four fifteen. Yeah, like it might screw your hunt up, but you don't want them sitting there for hours and hours not seeing anything. Like just let them right. see the action. Right, get them hooked on the action get them out. first. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That's a that's great advice. Great <clears throat> advice. Uh, so Chase, how did you start Rubline Marketing? I got fired from my <laughs> job. Um, that is a true story. Actually, no, I didn't get fired, but. Uh, I worked for General Motors, and um, that came crashing to a screeching halt in 2008. Ooh. Shows you my age. Yep. Uh, financial crisis hit. Uh, well, we were just talking about this guy, but um, I was in Hawaii uh, on my 10-year wedding anniversary, actually, spending way more money than I probably should have, but it was my 10-year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got on a conference call type of thing with 3,500 of my closest coworkers and found out that they were shutting our entire division down. Damn. Uh, and, of course, everybody else in our industry was getting shut down, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the guys I called was Mark Drury. We had become very good friends because we were property neighbors. Mm. Um, I would talk about my business, which had nothing to do with hunting, and he would talk about his business. had everything to do with hunting, and he gave me the idea. He's like, you should seriously um, – oh, actually, I'll back up. This will be a funny story for you. He actually hooked me up with an interview, um, and uh, I won't um, say the company's name um, because – they're only one of the biggest like tackle box manufacturers in the industry and a whole bunch of hunting products and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. You make your assumptions from there. Uh, (laughs) But at the time uh, I I interviewed with him and I never forget the guy who was interviewing me for this marketing position. He said, um, you know, wow, your resume is impressive. You've done a lot of great things, but you know, you don't really know anything about the hunting industry. Uh, For everybody out there, top one of the top three things you should never say in an interview is I leaned back in my chair and I said, Dude, my entire my marketing budget alone was entire. It's it's bigger than your entire company. Mm-hmm. Okay, I spent more money than you make. I worked for GM. Mm-hmm. That does not get you hired. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go over well. Start that one for a rainy little, day. Little, little nice. overconfident right there. <laughs> there was not a callback for that job. No, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Did anyway, you do a follow up email on that one? No, nah, there was no follow up. There was like, you're not cut out for this. <laughs> it felt good to say, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're not cut out for playing. <laughs> Did they, they escort you out of the building? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let that one slip, mic drop. Uh, so I called Mark and I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. And, and he's like, screw it, start your own, man. He's like, you have all the qualifications. He's like, you should just go do your own. So that's where it started. That's where the idea started. No oh, shit. I don't know yeah. if I knew the nitty, I nitty gritty of that. I don't think we've heard that before. Yeah, and so especially when things started taking off, like um, I'd call him all the time and be like, "Man, I owe this all to you. Thank you." Finally, he just said, "Dude, get over it. Like, you thanked me enough. You did this on your own." And he, yeah. he was always a big supporter. Tracy was too, his wife. Yeah, um, their whole family. Jared Lurk, um, you know, nephew and 
Terry and Willa, like they're they were like our biggest supporters. Got to know my wife and that's awesome. Yeah, man. they were amazing. So, that is cool. Yeah, I mean he's right though. Like you got there, you did it on your own merit. You know. Yeah, it, we get, you know you guys like that will give you the confidence, and you always look up to the businesses they built. Mm-hmm. So I was never intrigued. Um, it was always cool to see him kill big deer, but it was more the business that he built that always intrigued me. It was always like, wow, yeah, I want to do that. Built an empire, and um, uh, this guy probably doesn't even um, know who we are. Or whatever, he's um, a really big agency in the gun world too. But um, Mark Seidlinger, um, he's got an agency, and he's done some amazing work in the gun side. And I had followed him for a long time in his work, and uh, I had finally got to meet him. Um, he's actually uh, an Illinois guy, by the way. So um, I got to meet him, and I just he didn't know me from Adam. And I walked up and I said, "One day I want to be able to have a business like just as amazing as yours. You mm-hmm. know, have the ethics that you guys have, the quality of work that you guys have." And um, that was early in my career. And he probably looked at me like, "Who the heck are you?" Because <laughs> you know, a lot of people have fans of TV hunters yeah, or sure. you know, radio hosts or whatever. Right. And my like. One of the, my idols was this guy that had this marketing agency. That's really cool. So well, it just man. shows like your your lane. You know, that's why you've yeah. done what you've been able to do. I love you know? it, man. I love that's it. That's awesome. What um, if, if a business owner is listening to this podcast and he's thinking, "Hey, I need a little bump in my my marketing game, my exposure game, or whatever it may be." I mean, can can he just get a hold of you? Absolutely. Like it really starts with. So here's the funny thing: is like not every agency is a fit for every product or client. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with the agency or the product. It just says some are a fit and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And you know that because we've brought deals to you yeah. and you talk with your guys about it. And it's like, oh, this is a product that we would use and it fits or, you know, this isn't something. Or it doesn't. Yeah, or it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really it's the same thing as, you know, we like to sit there and talk and interview a little bit and find out, like, what are their goals? What are their needs? Um, we always say we're a, on a we're an amazing stopgap. So a what a stopgap? Like, so if you've got a $50 million a year company, let's say mm-hmm. you have a marketing agency, mm-hmm. like inside, yeah. they, they work for you. Right. Um, and you've got art directors, you've got, you know, um, somebody running your social media, you've got a video production crew that's always out there shooting pictures and video and whatever you need. Yeah. Um, we fit that niche to where we, we serve all those functions of an entire department, but if your company's doing a million or, or three million a year in sales or five million in sales, mm-hmm. you can't afford to have a half million dollars in salaries. Right, like right. You just can't do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the equipment that it takes. Yeah. So we filled a gap for companies that, that couldn't afford to have an entire marketing department in their building. Yeah. And um, so that's what we do. Yeah. Man, that is genius. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of um, – so it – it grew. It, it wasn't always like that. We started as a media buying agency, then we'd add a service and we add a service. And mm-hmm. I think it was like 2013 or 14 is when we really started growing like crazy. And it was like, oh my gosh, like companies, oh, it'd be like, <clears throat> the. Bo- I never forget the first time we had to create a, a box. Like, I didn't want to tell the client, they're like, hey, um, I need, like, we don't even know where to go. Like, this is, this is the product we're going to come out with, but I need a cool box. Like that will get the customer's attention yeah. because it's a great product, but if they don't know what it is or mm-hmm. we can't explain it in the box because it has to sit in a box right. or a clamshell or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd never done one before. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we no can, problem. We, we can do that. that. We can do that. Just, we do, we do I, that all the time. box, dude. <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> and literally started like sending out like recruitment letters to 
two designers to art directors because I had to hire somebody. I'm like, right? Yeah, I think. I, and so it was. It was things <laughs> like that. All stuff on paper. <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of money for a lot of years just building the business. Sure, but I knew in my heart that if I could figure out all these different functions that customers, our customers needed, then we could become a leader in the industry. And so that's how we did it. Man, we that's, slowly that's just kept so adding. cool. That's yeah. so cool, man. Adding and adding and adding. The balls it takes to do that. And the kind of just... Uh, is. I mean, it's high risk, right? But, you know, high risk, high reward if you if you, if you pull it off, which is, you know, hard, can I, hard to make money on shit that's easy. Yeah. You have to have a really supportive spouse, too. Like... Oh, yeah. They, oh. yeah. Um, I left a really high-paying job, you know, not by choice, but, I mean, the checks were there. And when you leave that, and I think the first year in business, I think I made... Um, I should frame that. Actually, I should frame that tax return. I might have made like thirteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs> no year. shit. Oh, it was bad. Damn. Yeah, it was bad. Like she's like, yeah, okay. So should have um, went down the. Do we go on food stamps now, no or what do we do? <laughs> oh shit! I'm like, no, no, no. I got this. Like, in the next year, you know, I think maybe it was like thirty, forty thousand. You just keep it builds. And you builds. build. You keep plugging away at it to to where it's like. I think I think I paid my first employee more than I made that year, you know, like their, their salary was more, but I needed them. Like they, mm-hmm. yeah. to grow the business, you have to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Give them the, you know, make them feel important and give them the value that they deserve and help yeah. you grow. That's awesome. Yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That, that is a hundred percent true that your wife had to be the best employee you've ever had. Because if you go from that lifestyle, now it's like, you know, you're used to a certain type of way, dude, it's man. Dude, kudos to her. Plus out the ramen. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good shit, business and life and hunting lesson. Get an old lady that supports what you're doing. That's, yeah, that's so that's incredible. Otherwise you cut off. I'll tell you two <laughs> foods you'll never find me eating. And I'd have to be on my like starving deathbed to touch either one of them. <laughs> ramen noodles and spaghettios. I won't touch either one of them. Really? <laughs> never again. Cause of the hard times. Never again. <laughs> hey, that's fair, man. I hope I, you don't have to eat them again. You still eat mustard sandwiches, though? (laughs) I've never had a mustard sandwich. Who the hell eats a mustard sandwich? (laughs) It's a ketchup sandwich, you fucking loser. Uh, No, I'm... I'm, I have a refined butter sandwich. It's a mayonnaise, like a respectable human being. It's a butter and cheese sandwich. That's what it is. Butter and cheese is where it's at. (laughs) Barbecue on Saturday. What is your favorite project in the last year that you've worked on, Chase? Oh, God. Just the last year? Yeah. Uh, Give give me the last five. I don't know. Because you Uh, acted like there's one that's sticking out or something like that. Well, uh, you know, I would say probably one of the, my favorite projects was Scent Crusher because um, we had no boundaries. So we literally could stretch our legs. And um, a lot of companies, you know, they they need to, you need to stay in somewhat of a box, which yeah, is understandable. For sure. Um, and Dan just didn't, like, he literally said, here's the budget. Go do what you need to do with it. Don't screw it up. That was it. That was my boundaries. <laughs> Don't really? screw it up. So, wow. All right. Which, if you know Dan, that's how he is. That's right. Like, yeah. look, at, look at the hookup with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first time I listened to this podcast, which was, I don't know, episode six. I don't know what it was. A while early. back, man. Yeah. A while back. And I was just like, I have to work with these guys. And um, it's because I had the freedom. It, I didn't have to worry about whether he would like it or not, mm-hmm. he trusted us completely. So that's always a fun project when the cons- when the customer gives you full control. Um, and then I think lately, like, I've had a ton of fun with uh, – we, we started working with Boyd's Gunstocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had a ton of fun with them because I've never been a rifle guy, ever. Um, I like guns. I like handguns a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I was never a huge rifle guy. I'd never killed anything with a rifle. 
Um, and it opened my eyes. We got to work on that project. We've done two launches for them. We did the At One Thumb Hole a year ago, which is a, um, a hardwood laminate gun stock that drops into almost every manufacturer's rifles out there now, and it mm. just makes it completely customizable with your length of pull and comb height. And yeah. It's just cool looking. Um, and then this year we launched the Spike Camp, which is a stripped-down version of it, Bear Essentials. Um, those two projects have been amazing, and I've shot a lot of rifles ever since working on those projects. <laughs> I, I remember so. the, the the video that you guys were doing for that, the gun stock, yeah. and just, it, it was cool because I got to see the, the commercial, and he told the story, and just like seeing the background of how you guys got to operate, and that was like the, what really opened my eyes. Like I, I was in your marketing, but I didn't know that you guys like filmed everything i go oh okay there's a lot more to <laughs> this than i than i even knew but it was it was very very cool seeing that process yeah i get on the guys all the time like i'll walk around the office and see like lens caps hanging off lenses and like cameras sitting on the edge of tables and i'm just like do you guys have any idea if one of these breaks how much it costs no we have a lot of we have a lot of cool equipment we have really talented videographers in our office and uh you know it's funny i was saying i got excited about rifles we, you have to get Dustin, who is one of the owners. Um, Dustin and Rob own Boyd's. Uh, recently, they had purchased it. They've both been there forever. They bought it from the owner. Uh, they're both super cool guys. But Dustin, who has worked there forever and now is the owner, so he's super jacked about bow hunting. Like, he's bow hunting every day he can. Really? And it's, really? And it's funny because, of course, he's been around rifles his whole life. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And he just ate up with bow hunting. I hooked him up with some victory arrows and, like, He's out there shooting all the time. Did he just get into it then? Yeah, recently. I can't remember how long ago it was, but um, pretty like pretty new. And I asked him one time, I said, man, would you ever come on this podcast? Like, it'd just be cool to hear because you're kind of a – he's a longtime hunter, but he's a newer bow hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and plus like – Be a cool perspective. Oh, yeah. I bet you none of you can hang on the bush lights with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't I, think you can. I won't take that bet. Steve might be able to. Bring him in studio. Well, Dustin's an animal. He's an animal. So he's, Tell, got, a, he's got a beard like ZZ Top, too. Oh, really? I like this guy already. Hey, oh, he's yeah. a, he's an animal, but I'm a I'm a qualified dog catcher. A dog catcher. Those are pest control. A couple of my definitely favorite projects to work on. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Um, where do you see Reblon in five years? Oh, man. We had a staff meeting... Uh, this afternoon, actually talking about that, that really? very same thing. Pretty, pretty awesome. Like, we've got some big plans. You don't um, got to give, give away any secrets, but. So, there's a whole new world of media mm-hmm. out there now um, that the, really the hunting industry hasn't tapped into too much. Some other industries are really blowing it up first. And you'll notice on everything, right? Hunting is a few years behind mm-hmm. um, as far as how we consume media. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've made some recent hires that uh, will be announced uh, maybe by the time this launches. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, some pretty aggressive type of uh, personnel acquisitions and things like that that are going to get us into those worlds. And if you're kind of a like a, a media consumption geek like I am, it's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Sweet. They got a TikTok now. You know it, baby. <laughs> what uh, is that TikTok? real? Uh, come on. Hey, working class bow hunter and Reblon follow each other we on TikTok. We follow each other on TikTok. Well, I, dude, I downloaded it, and a couple people follow. I've not I'm, even I'm going to be 100% anything. honest. I hate TikTok with a burning passion. <laughs> um, but I'm on it because you got to be. It's funny, and, and I feel that same way about a lot of media. But I also quickly realized, like, I don't have to, I don't have to fully embrace it. Um, I just have to be in it, know it, and be involved with it. So. Right. Um, I'm actually not even a big, I have to force myself to Facebook stuff. You know, I have to force myself to Instagram stuff personally, like, because we have professionals in our office 
um, that do all that stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. not a big social media person, mm-hmm. but it would be idiotic for me to think it's not a major play in business. Like it just sure. is. It's oh, yeah. part of it. Well, and there's, <clears throat> there's that thing going on now. And I mean, it, this might be able to tie into like business ethics a little bit later. Um, so do you remember that documentary that came out about that, uh, whatever that fest was, that fire, 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 fire fest? fest yeah. Oh, yeah. So how that changed everything, because obviously, you know, and cheese I know sandwich. Yeah, right, the cheese sandwich is what yeah. brought it all down. Yeah. And well, what well, the fuck are you guys talking about? Have you never seen okay. this? So, no. so, Steve, can I jump in? Yes, please. I do. am so glad Steve brought this up, because I'll tell you what, anybody, I know you had, like, you were kind of prepping me a little bit, like, hey, I'm going to hit you with a question, like, be prepared. One of the things that <clears throat> I'll tell you... Anybody that's in marketing, anybody that's a company owner, anybody that is making decisions on where media is placed has better watch that movie. Yes. Because... What movie? It's called Firefest. Fire it's on Netflix. You I never don't heard of it? I don't watch movies. Okay. You need to watch this one. It's more of like a documentary. Yeah, it's so, a documentary, yeah. So here's the, here's a breakdown. F-Y-R-E. F-Y-R-E. If, yeah. if, I, if I can give a breakdown before yeah, please. you want to go on. So what happened was there was this... This kid, I think he was like a hedge fund manager, and he somehow hooked up with Ja Rule. Uh, ja Rule. And they were going to put on this this big fest. Huge and festival. Escobar's that, Island. Yes. Yeah. Escobar, Pablo it, Escobar's Island. Yeah. Really? And yeah. like, I guess it went up, and they were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to have all these bands. They're going to have like Blink-182, all these giant, giant bands. And they were, they were going to get them because like they had Ja Rule support, and they got all this money. I can't remember what the dude did, but like he... No, it, what what happened is why he got shut down was cause they said, do not mention that this was Escobar's Island. Yeah, so... And right in the fucking intro right. video... Oh, yeah. It was Escobar's Island. <laughs> get, they, go, they go right in the opening scene, he goes, we're having that Escobar's Island. Yeah, and... And then, was, by the way, it was too late, so what do they do? They have to move it to a crap... Like peninsula, not even an island. Yeah, it wasn't even an island. And um, they don't tell anybody. Okay, they so, just revert everyone's flight. They do all this shit. Oh what? Oh yeah, dude, you have this to really happen. Yeah, well, it's a true story. But and, what was okay? I'm gonna watch it for yeah, sure. Well, I will watch it. What the big catch was is because they had so much money and they were getting all these influencers to say, "Hey, influencers, they're going to influencers." That's where this is gonna tie in to yes. say that, "Hey, on Instagram, I'm going to Firefest because they would fly them down there and they would like." They'd be like, "Here, I'm gonna be here." It it became so much of a shit show, and what happened was that what time frame was this? Like how many years like ago? Three, three years ago. Yeah. Oh, like fuck. Yeah, and oh, people were stranded on this island because they couldn't get out, and you it's had to pay. Yeah, yeah, you had to pay like fourteen thousand dollars for a ticket. No luxurious stupid. accommodations as advertised or purchased. Yeah, no luxurious food. By the way, when we talk influencers, okay, this is the danger, mm-hmm. and the reason I say everybody should watch Firefest is because. If these court cases go through, which are in process right yeah. now, let me tell you how this changes the game. So you had influencers like Kylie Jenner, like the Kardashians, huge. like huge, huge influencers, huge. okay, that are saying, join me at Firefest, come to Firefest, come listen to the music of Firefest. Okay, no different than what we see, right? Yeah. You see, you know, Hoochie whatever on Instagram toting her favorite game camera, like, mm-hmm. buy this. Well, bless her hearts. Hey, don't yeah, talk about my girlfriend hearts. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think of the correlation of this, right? So right now, yes, they took Joy Rule to court because <clears throat> the festival was a disaster. It's false advertising. It was a it was a horrible situation for the people that went. It's a fucking shit show. Shit, it's a shit show. It's the, the only way you could describe the it. The show never went on. Wow. The no, show never went on. Not I'm a single sure band. Watch this, yeah. Not a single band. They stuck them in tents. Not. Accommodations. <laughs> it was tense with cots. It was bad. And like people the, were fighting over mattresses. Yes. 
and the food was okay. You can have all this fancy food, and they literally had cheese sandwiches, sandwiches. in styrofoam cups type of thing. And so get what? so get this. So the courts now are looking at saying they're going to go after the influencers. No yeah. shit. That's Absolutely. why. That's why you're starting to see paid sponsorship with. Oh yeah, because I did. I didn't. I didn't notice right. that. I like heard. I follow Lindsay Pilas uh, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. No, I, when I you see her, you'll know why I follow her. But she has, <laughs> <laughs> she's 350 pounds. Or? Shout out to Lindsay. She's got a great personality. Oh, no, no, you guys know, but like, do you have to like when she does like Bang Energy? It's like it has to be like paid sponsorship. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's legally you have to do it now. I'm sure if these court she's cases just covering happen, her ass or what. Is she what? Or is she just covering no, her? No, I, I think oh, it probably isn't actually covering her ass. But. I think no, the social media groups are forcing it because of this. I mean, Fire, yeah. Fire Fest is a big deal. I mean, when well, you have, especially I think they said too, like uh, Blink One Eighty Two made it this huge social media thing. Like, yeah, we're not going to Fire Fest, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, they pulled out the like fuck? people were on the plane when they were seeing yeah. that they were getting like the day of the show. Yeah, and that dude actually is doing jail time right now. Absolutely, yeah, the guy oh, who yeah. started the show, oh, yeah. the promoter of yeah, the motorist, promoter, yeah. which he, he was this little rich kid who I, you know what he, he started the app Fire. Yeah, right? and yes. that's and he sold it because he would sell like VIP things and like they had like a VIP card that you could get into all these places, but you couldn't get into none of the places. But he made money off it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's an Whoa. insane. You thing. have yeah, to dude. watch. No, it, dude. I'm 100. Hey, wait, wait till you see the guy who uh, was ready to get the water. That dude's the true hero. Oh, of that. that <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, you Kurt, you guys dude, Kurt's going to be binging on oh, Netflix yeah. tonight because it's that yeah, good. It's, because it's good. I just don't ever watch movies and shit. I get bored. Yeah. It's it's so. gonna it's gonna trickle down, and if this goes through, it's gonna change the way that. You know, obviously, Chase is going to have to look at things. How we we might have to look at things. You know, if we're working with with sponsors and we're going to start posting stuff, it's like we need to really start paying attention to what's going on here in these cases, just right. to make sure let's, we're okay. You know sure. what? Let's face it, though, it needs to. Like, oh, I yeah, know oh, I've been burned, sure. Kurt. You guys have been burned. Fuck, man. Yeah, we have. Like, it has to change. It does have to change. Social media makes everyone accessible. And what's crazy is, is like we were talking about TikTok. And I'll sit there and like, I got to make an effort. I got to do this. Like, you know, we got to get company pages up, blah, 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 blah. And I'll scroll through the, on the for you feed or whatever. And I look at it and I go, this little twat has 10 million subscribers. Why? For no real content. For no real content. No real reason. Yeah. And, but companies will think because, because remember, you don't know what the content of that 10 million followers is. Right. It's just you see the number 10 million, and you go, oh, oh shit, yeah, that's shit. 10, mil- 10 million people will see this. And a lot of how this social works is it's force-fed. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm not picking on the For You content what I see. So if they have 10 million, all of a sudden it's shoved out to millions and millions more. Mm-hmm. So right, it's a whole... I don't know if I'm but, enough beers in to really well, let my well, true but, feelings so out. I, I get, that, that's a good transition to where I wanted I to go with it because... Because you are someone that works in marketing yeah. professionally and in the outdoor industry, um, and you know, I know there's a lot of our listeners that either have they either film for fun and maybe thought about taking it somewhere with a show or a web show or a podcast or sure. whatever form of media. Um, and you're the guy that a lot of people come to because you are the man with the business that works with companies and you have power of where things get marketed and and moving on with that. You're a guy people want to talk to it in this game um so what what do you think makes an influencer especially in the outdoor space um i'll tell you what i'll, I'll revert it back to a real influencer and i'll describe the influencer okay How's that? yeah um a real influencer in our space unfortunately i'm, I'm not going to use bow uh, i'm going to use gun 
So um, I don't know the man. I've never talked to him in my life. Um, But I would consider this a true influencer because I've talked to companies that have been, whether they were affiliated or he did a review on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Demolition Ranch. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys know Demolition Ranch. I don't. Is he the dude with the targets all in his uh, backyard? That's uh, Hitcock 45. Yeah. Okay. Demolition Ranch. he has got a YouTube channel, um, and he does a lot of gun stuff, right? He's a, he, I think he's a Texas boy, so he can shoot whatever he wants to shoot. Blow <laughs> shit up. Um, so it's funny. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to the guys over at High Point Firearms. I had them in camp one time, and it, his name's Charlie Brown, by the way. He's an awesome, dude. Really? That's awesome. Um, yeah, and his name's Charlie High Brown, so like he's got to be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, High Point's fucking rule, dude. Dude, <laughs> like, I have a High Point, man. I yeah, love that thing. Charlie Brown like the song. <laughs> And we were sitting there just having a couple cocktails, and I was like, what's the best marketing you've ever done? He's like, Demolition Ranch. And I'm like, I know that guy. Like, that guy's wild. Mm -hmm. So what makes him an influencer? Number one, he's entertaining. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, he has true substance. Like, there's substance to what he's doing. Um, Even though he's fun and he's crazy and he's shooting this gun or maybe he's blowing Tannerite up or he's taking his Hummer through creeks, whatever, there's a real substance, and you can tell it's thought through. There's a plan. Right. Um, So one... He's entertaining. He's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Same reason why working class bowhunter is successful. It's fun to listen to. It has to be an entertainment factor. Mm-hmm. Um, two, there's substance. There's either education or review. Um, maybe it's um, just uh, seeing if he can blow something up, shoot through glass, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a real substance there. And the thing that you can't train is he has a personality that's magnetic. That's the part that I can tell you. There, it lacks a lot in the television industry with hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, not every person should be on TV. I hate to break it to like a lot of people out there. <laughs> yeah, I've said not everybody should have a podcast. Not everybody dude. should have a podcast. I should definitely not be on TV. <laughs> and that's not to kill anybody's dreams or whatever, but you have to look at it. Look, I can tell you, um, no. I shouldn't be a model. And guess what? I'm not. Okay? Yeah. This body wasn't made to model. <laughs> right. um, Where'd the confidence go? Come on. Uh, no, no, no. I'm a, I got a voice for radio, baby. A real voice for radio. You have a great voice. So me. so you just learn those things, right? Right, right. Like, and, but we're a pay-to-do-anything we're a pay to do anything industry. So if you want to have a show on TV, you just buy the 30-minute 30, 30 block and you've got a show on TV. Right. But it doesn't make you an influencer. And that's unfortunately like what people need to understand is, is do they have substance? Is there an entertainment value? And do they have a magnetic personality that is going to keep drawing people in? People want to watch or listen or. So let me, can I throw a statement at you mm-hmm. and you tell me if I'm right or wrong or if you need to explain more um, followers now, like followers as like the amount of people that follow you on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever. Would you say that's sort of an empty number now, 100%, in a way? 100%. 100%, really? 100%. My, listen, my wife follows Vin Diesel. I guarantee she has no clue what he drinks for a soda, has no idea what his car is. That's a great fucking example. Okay, period. But guess what? She really likes him with his shirt off. She it, likes Vin Diesel. She loves Vin Diesel. Sorry, honey, I definitely called you out on that. But it's true. That's fair, though. I mean, it's... And she and that here's the problem. <clears throat> Does she follow him? Of course. Um, it doesn't mean anything. She follows him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it. But she doesn't have a clue what he drinks for a soda, what watch, what brand of watch he wears. Which mm-hmm. I guarantee he probably promotes that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, or what trade show he's going to be at, or right. whatever. Yeah. So you have to kind of like think through that and say <laughs> he probably goes to some film shows. Why? Why do these people have followers? Or, okay. So 
do, is there real substance there? Mm-hmm. Is is there a true substance that they're delivering other than just the entertainment? So I brought that's why I brought up the demolition ranch guy. Is like he kind of has all three. Yeah, yeah. So um, man, that's so interesting to think about now because everyone at first, because if you really think about. Um, the internet and social media, it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, we are new. It's the wild, wild west right now of the internet. And 100%. in 15 years, we're going to look back and be like, dude, in 15 years ago, you could do this. You could yeah. do this. You could say this about people on the internet. No one gave a shit and whatever. But it's, it's interesting to see because at first followers are the thing. You just had to get followers. You don't yep. care how you get followers. Yep. Well, now um, I feel it with our show. We might not have the most followers, but I feel that our actual podcast downloads are doing bigger numbers than our than our social pages are are, and it, are and showing. Should. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's phenomenal. Like, I'd much rather have it that way all day. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Because hey. well, otherwise, what the what the fuck are we doing? So we talk yeah. about influencers. Like a great story. You guys were all in Trier, Iowa. Okay, it's kind of a long ways from home. I mean, it's a good two hours forty five minutes from, yeah. from here. Yeah. And that festival, remember that little town festival was going on down yeah. the street from my office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, let's go down and have a few beers and you guys can see the festival. You had, um, I want to guess, there were like 19, 20. Yeah, a group of kids that was hanging out. They saw your hats, mm-hmm. came up and like, are you guys the working class bow hunter guys? Like, we listen to you religiously. Like, <laughs> right. we love the stuff you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's influence. That's that's casting an influence because people wanted to hear more. And they started asking, what did that one guy say? like, He's like, man, I'm shooting an elite. I can't remember which one. Did he say he had the? I think he had the 35, didn't he? I was probably too intoxicated. He probably. <laughs> I think you're right. Though. I think, I think 35. he said one it, of them. And he just he had to tell you about the fact that he chose to shoot an elite 35 because you guys yep. sh- and he bought it used. It was what he could afford. Yep. yep. But you influenced somebody because you talk about your your yeah. hunting stories with an elite and mm-hmm. how great the company is, and that's influence. Yeah. Right. Um, but then you look at okay, um, Sally has. 200,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. Right. And it's like they're posed pictures, right? They're not they're not real kills. Like, are you getting out there? And this whole thing, like, I'm sorry. I don't have anything against outfitters. I love going to outfitters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know women who hang their own stands, gut their own deer, drag them out. Like, they do that on their own mm-hmm. that don't have hardly any following well, it should Instagram. be flip-flop right. they should be the should ones be, yeah, credit yeah. and that's what uh i mean we are known for ripping on like the instagram chicks in the industry because that's I mean, how we met it mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's honestly how we met it is actually yeah <laughs> i mean thank god for them right, right. but it, it's uh it's empty influence uh, that's probably not even the right term it's just kind of like empty content it is yeah you look at um you look at some of the hunters out there, like, and they're starting to get, I think they're starting to get a little bit of recognition because the industry is getting probably a little bit tired. There's of, a slow shift happening. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget, like, um, you know, there's, a, I, I know a lot of people don't always talk about the females on Instagram. I don't have anything against that. Whatever, you know, each hey, zone. I follow some of them. It's just, it's what it is. Hey, the yeah. best time to follow them is summertime. <laughs> so true. <laughs> unfollow them and Steve the follow them. all of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I, I, I had, first time I had met her was just a couple years ago, even though, I'm in the industry, and we probably crossed paths a million times, but I remember the first time I met Melissa Bachman, mm-hmm. and I was just like, straight-up killer right there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, everybody should follow her. She's a straight-up killer. Like, Nicest person on oh, the planet, yeah. too. And a babe. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's a complete package. It helps, man. <laughs> she's, she's what I'm talking about, entertainment, 
She's got substance and content to what yeah. she's doing, and she has a magnetic personality. Like yeah. the first time you meet her, you're just like, I want to go have a beer with this chick. Like right. she's just awesome. I want to hear her hunting stories. Yeah, yeah. And the first story she told me, she was like, the most embarrassing thing in my life is like I had to get a semi when I moved. I think she was moving from like Minnesota to the Dakotas or something. She was telling me the deal. She's like, I never realized how much dead shit I had in my house. And she's like, <laughs> I wasn't gonna like not hang it up in my new house. Yeah. You're a badass when you need a semi-trailer to move your taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. like, that is yeah. true. Hey, I want to tell true. a really quick story uh, about Melissa Bachman. So <laughs> we did a trade show in Nebraska, in Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> and my brother-in-law, Jake, um, he came with, and he's not a hunter. He's he coyote hunts a little bit, but he doesn't really he doesn't know the industry. He doesn't know hunting shows. So when he's there he, for entertainment, he was he he came for fun yeah. and to hang out. I think and, that's awesome. And great great see it, and great I love uh, awesome dude. Great personality. He had a the most killer mullet, most American mullet you've ever seen for the show. Yeah, better than mine. And, Fantastic. Uh, he, I, Melissa Bachman was at the show and she walked by just through the aisle and I was like, oh, hey, Jake. I was like, I, I wanted to give him kind of a heads up and kind of let him know who people were and stuff. I'm like, that's Melissa Bachman, like a badass, uh, badass chick. Showed uh, her Instagram to him and like some of the stuff she's done and I was like, dude, she's been on the podcast before. Like, really awesome. And, He's just kind of like a real bubbly, outgoing personality. Well, I don't know. It was like the next day. So I don't know if he forgot and or it was bush light <laughs> influence or he just doesn't care. It's kind of a mixture of it all. It's just how he is. <laughs> she comes up to the booth and was talking to us. We were saying something to her, and he's like, I'm not kidding. And it was like the funny I – I called my wife right after it happened, and Sam was just laughing her ass off because she knows, like, the dynamic of how Jake is. Oh, my God. What is up? I saw you walking by earlier. You are sexy. No, <laughs> he did not. Oh, yeah. To her face. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jake. I was like, don't go too far. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. And then just was like, all right, see you guys later and walked off. <laughs> and he's like, was this to- before or after she was on your podcast? Oh, this is well after. She'd already oh, done yeah. several podcasts with us. Okay. Like, okay. She was walking by the booth to this just say what's up ago. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah exactly <laughs> a month Nebraska. ago. Just, oh, my God, you are sexy right to her. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> oh, this, this chick was... kills lions, bro. Watch it. Dude, oh, bless, was, bless, dude, bless her heart. Dude, for... she's such a good sport, man. Like, she, oh, yeah. She's I mean, amazing. she's an attractive woman. She's, she's she's hurt a lot worse, I'm sure. But, yeah. I mean, she was just like, you're sweet. All right, we'll see you guys later. I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah, it was just funny. He was He was being sweet he wasn't being like pervy he was being funny about it like yeah you, he had a joking demeanor about yeah, it right mullet dude <laughs> you don't know but I, it was just funny because i called my wife his sister and was like i just watched your brother hit on the most badass female hunter on the planet <laughs> and had no idea who she was right it was just it was it was a moment i'll never forget it's it kind of nice fun. about having those kind of people around at trade shows you know that don't yeah. know anything about hunting they're just yeah. like hey whatever i'm here yeah it's just like what's up yeah yeah it was really funny i love that question that's a great question so for me it, it really is it's about do you have all three mm-hmm. and do people listen when you talk like right you know are they clicking like because you're you know abs are showing or your legs are showing or whatever but yeah um or wow. or or do they say you know what do you shoot um, what what insert are you using? Because I'm having trouble with penetration. Like, yeah, you're um, having an impact on equipment they buy and decisions they make that really dictate the outcome of what their success could be in, in hunting and, and or whatever whatever you're doing. Or there's there's also memorable influence. Like, it may not even have anything to do with like. <clears throat> um, I think a great influencer in our industry is 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 Kip Campbell mm-hmm. um, or or Fred Eichler. Like, yeah. It's not like these guys are running around killing the biggest deer, and they're like they're not. Yeah. Um, 
but would you take advice from Fred Eichler? Yes. Because I know yeah, I would. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Uh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so he's he does it from a pure entertainment standpoint. Like, you just want to hang out with that guy and listen to what he's doing because he's shooting a lot of stuff, yeah. but it's not like he's a trophy guy. Right. Kip Campbell, why do you you know why do you, why do you find influence there? Because he has such an entertainment value, and when he does do stuff, his substance is not necessarily like a commercial plug because he turns all that into comedy. Yeah, but yeah. it makes it memorable. He's funny. He's comedy is the key to he's a lot. He's funny. Yeah. And then his content part is you go, oh, he's the American hunter. Like he's got a wife and kids, and and he's he's just like me. And so um, influence can come in a lot of different forms. Uh, why does Mark Drury influence or Terry? Because they're always killing giants on their own farms, not at Outfitters, self-managed. Um, funny little story. I don't know if it's changed in the last maybe year or two, but, like, he's going to kill me if this gets out. But, like, he, <laughs> he doesn't let other people touch his trail cameras. Like, Yeah, that's fair, though. He he checks every – that's a lot of cameras. Yeah. It's yeah. just a thing with him. Like, you know, he's so religious about it, and it goes down in a notebook and crap like that. Like – you look up to somebody like that and you yeah. want them to influence you because you want to kill deer like that. So there's all kinds of different forms. Yeah, for sure. That's It's super interesting. I like the the complexity of it, Yeah, of it all, because that it shows that there is a, an angle that everyone can find for their influence. But it also leads into like my the next topic I wanted to talk about is um, there was a hard transition in the industry – uh, I feel like with, with hunting shows and outdoor shows and then it transferred into like the online hunting show, it was like you had your big guys that did it and then all of a sudden it was like then you had your mid-range shows and then your low-range shows and then all of a sudden everybody's got some sort of like an outdoor show. And then I think it's probably fair in the outdoor game to say that in the last three years that same thing has happened with podcasts. Oh, yeah. Um, all the time. Yeah, and – I mean, would you say it's it's too flooded on both aspects, the TV and the podcast side? Or video, um, I should say, and podcast side? So <clears throat> that would be – okay, so that's a really hard question to answer without a lot of explanation, but I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I see the same thing in the marketing game, right? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry now all of a sudden is going to have their own marketing company. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a post on Facebook the other day like – I'll create your logo and it won't cost you thousands and, you know, I'll do it for whatever it was, 150 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. Can you knock anybody because they want to go do that? No, No, you you can't. Like it's, I I got started somehow. Um, But at the same time, you have to also understand that, look, if, if you're going to get into this deal, treat it like a business. Okay. A real business because... When you come in and, number one, you cut rate, you're, you, you know, you just, oh, I do it for the passion, this and that. Well, okay, great. Don't ask for money then. Don't ask for product. Right. <laughs> okay. If you, if, you, if you do it for the love of it and it's just a hobby thing, awesome. Go mm-hmm. put your stuff on YouTube. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to turn it into a business, be a real business, which means you have a plan. You have a plan of distribution. Because when you come and ask me for product, which has a dollar value, mm-hmm. when you come and ask me for money, okay, which takes out of the company's pocket, here's what they expect in return. It's called reach. It's mm-hmm. called influence, the things we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's marketing. That's what it is. Right. Um, so if, if is it too flooded? I don't know. I mean, it, it makes it a pain in the rear because it, you flood so many more phone calls and emails and crap. Right, right. Um, it, it might seem flooded to me because we're sort of <clears throat> in it. Yeah, and, and again, like... <laughs> 
I don't. I, if I had to guess, I could pull up our info box. Like just on email inquiries, we probably get thirty to forty a week of people asking for sponsorships. Now that includes organizations, this and that. And I got a million stories of like what not to do with stuff like that. Yeah. But um, you you don't want to crush anybody's dream because everybody started somewhere. Sure. But you also like sometimes I'll get into a mood where I'll actually give them the advice like. Hey, did, did you really think about your approach with this? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I called I called a guy up one time through a friend of a friend type of thing. He was one of those guys that put, you know, I'll manage your social media for $100 a month type of thing. And, you know, I called him up and I said, do you really think about that? Well, what do you mean? He goes, if I, if I sign up 10 companies, I mean, I can make an extra $1,000 a month. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So you're going to run all their social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, you got insurance? What do you mean? What if you miss? What if you accidentally put shit instead of shot, and the company goes, "You cost us business, right?" Mm-hmm. Who's paying for that? Okay, because you, if you're an agency, you need to think about these things. Um, oh, you're going to design their logo. Okay, did you did you do trademark research? Okay, did you pay somebody to do that? I mean, oh, I'm, I'm just asking. It's so much more layered than people oh, yeah. portray it. Right, but but social media gives them that option to say, "I know I have a business. I know I have right. a business." Okay, awesome. Um, well, I, that's kind of scary. So it's funny. Um, I saw a lot to think about, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> saw, <laughs> yes, it is. I saw one of these photographers, right? Because that, that's the big thing. You know, everybody's a photographer. Because um, the camera equipment today is awesome. Like you, you can, you can be a photographer, right? And um, literally in the image, okay, they're doing it on train tracks. That's a big popular thing, train tracks. Mm-hmm. And there's the train car. I'm like, awesome, oh, awesome, oh, good idea. Shit. Okay, so I'm curious when that work gets published. Uh, did you check with the railroad on that? Because, see, railroads, they kind of take these whole photos on their tracks a little serious. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's a real bad idea, by the way. So anybody listening who's a photographer, uh, stay away from train tracks when you're taking pictures. Okay? If it's for, for professional reasons. Like, you can go take a picture on a train track all you want. Right. Recreationally. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, right. I, would, I would definitely steer away from that. Um, <laughs> and and it's, it's things like that. Like... Don't publish your work with, let's say, um, a Nike logo. Okay, well, um, that can cause problems down the road. Like, you have to know these things and think about these things. And mm-hmm. So, same thing with podcasts. Like, I was on a podcast once that, you know, I didn't vet them very well. Yeah. Okay? And he said, uh, look, I, I'll, I'll say shit, screw, whatever, damn it. What, you know, I get it. Yeah. There's certain there's certain words in today's society you just don't say. Well, we, we let a lot of stuff rip on our show, but that's just what we do. But, yeah, there is certain. But, there's, but you have a, a certain boundary where. There's a line. There's a line. There's a line. And I didn't vet this guy very well. And when you were talking about, is there too many podcasts that day? I felt like there was definitely too many podcasts. <laughs> I was like, well, there's definitely one too many because I shouldn't have been on that podcast. Yeah, it was just it was embarrassing. I don't raise my kids to to say uh, that particular word, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I was offended by it. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, so yeah, so it can feel that way. I don't ever want to say there's too many people in the industry. I welcome them all. Um, I would just say. You better you better come with a game plan. Otherwise, right. you're gonna get chewed up and spit out. Yeah, that's good advice, man. I uh, I am not. Advice. I kind of expected you to be like, yeah, there's a lot, you know. But that was a much better answer. That was a more. Um, I'd consider that more of an optimistic, more explained, layered answer, which is more what you want as a podcast host. You want your guests to give you those type of answers. <laughs> but it's uh, 
I feel that way sometimes. I used to I used to be a part of this like shitty little online show project and and but I didn't feel that then. I, but I I also think that there's not as many shows trying to start up. And I guess I don't know at what point you consider a show a show. You know what I mean? Like a guy just yeah. filming his hunts and put it on YouTube. That's not really a show, even if he calls it one. You know, my, one of my favorite. Uh, I think it was just a little Facebook video, um, but it, it. I know it was a parody, and it was. It was so awesome. The guy like ran over a deer with his car, and he's got you know. I want to thank Bush Light because I was <laughs> drinking while I was driving. I want to like. I want to thank Hyundai for for standing up to the you know. I want to thank the good years that didn't you know, the brake pads that didn't stop me fast <laughs> enough. They're all responsible for this great deer. You know, obviously, you could tell that guy was probably a hunter, and he'd seen that so many times. And yeah. It's like I kind of go back to if you want a YouTube channel, that's awesome, good for you, but. Do it. Don't call yourself a show, or 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 at least, like I said, if you're going to do it, come with a real game plan, or have your own angle, or whatever <laughs> That's it may right. be. Right? Because whether we like it or not, um, you have a responsibility as a hunter. So, unfortunately, almost anything can get online, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Did you guys see that deal where? Um, those kids were like, I think they were kicking the deer or yes. something. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Now that, that infuriates me. Man. Right. Now that's obviously a whole level of extre- extreme, right? Right. But think about the fact that um, uh, think about the guy who spears a bear and goes all crazy wild after he spears a bear. Okay. Now, yeah. what does that show as the responsibility of a hunter, the ethics of a hunter, or the guy that like? No, I get it. I, I'll, I've personally shot a deer in the guts. It makes me sick. Like mm-hmm. I was sick to my stomach about it. Um, but the guy that shoots is like, I, I saw it once and I just was infuriated. He's like, uh, that's why I shoot rage, shoot him in the middle and find him in the morning. Like I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. Um, like, it's a tough, it's a tough one. Yeah. You have, if you're going to put your crap out there online, you have a responsibility to look out for your other hunters. Cause right. we're always under attack. Right. We're so a family here. We're, that's right. So s- stop making us look like idiots just cause you're one idiot. And right. that one idiot makes yeah. Everyone think that we're all like that. That's right. You always have yep. a drunk uncle in the family that ruins it, you know. You'll have that. And the worst part is this idiot didn't even use gut check indicators. All right. Mm. That's the worst part about that. <laughs> so it was funny. I, I'll do a, I will do a shameless plug. I was up in Canada, and I thought I smoked this deer. I'd never killed a deer with a crossbow before. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so I went up there to try it. Like I was like, I'm going to try it, but I'm not going to do it on my own farm and all that crap. I went up to Canada, and I shot one in. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I smoked it. I smoked it. And we we're looking, and it's like, I don't think you smoked it. And uh, I was like, I got gut checks on me. And I wiped it down, and I literally, like, my heart sunk. Oh. I was just like, <laughs> it was it was like, um, oh, this is terrible now that I have a one-and-a-half-year-old. But, no, it, it was the equivalent of, like, if you were 15 and she took the pregnancy test and it said positive. <laughs> You're like, my life oh, is over. Son of so the gut, the gut check indicator was like, uh, yeah, you hit it in the guts. And I was like, oh, so it was like oh, the you, next day, dipshit. four, it was like three or four miles. Cause we had started tracking it, but, and then we went back to the bolt and then wiped it. So, oh, oh I totally like, I should have, I mean, I, I do marketing for the company. You think I wouldn't be an idiot. <laughs> be the like I would have checked it right away. <laughs> But we did end up recovering the deer, and it was cool. And um, so, yeah, it's funny you bring up gut checks. I had a real life experience with <laughs> good, gut check. Good plug, Steve. Wow, that yeah, that plug. was nice. You're really, you're really an A pluser on the last couple episodes here. I, know. Yeah, I wonder why that is. 
Because wow. he's drinking battery water. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking battery <laughs> water. Al- drinking alcohol. Casey's alcohol. <laughs> that's the that's secret right there. It's Casey's a terrible alcohol. name for a, for a, you know, they can get away with it because they have a captured audience. It's Casey's water. Uh-huh. But seriously, Ackline, like, yeah. who names I, their water that? I don't that's know. Why every time you drink it, I'm like, what do you got? A couple of batteries in there or what? <laughs> battery water, some terrible. Battery acid. So talking about kind of, you know, whether or not the person thinks uh, the – Podcast, the video industry is flooded, or whatever it may be. Is there a certain media outlet lately, whether it's video, podcast, whatever else, that have like really impressed you lately? I mean, some, someone that stands out because they're doing something a certain way. You know, um, there's definitely some. Um, I really, really like the YouTube um, channel. I hope. It's a scary one. Like, as an advertiser, mm-hmm. it, it's scary because it can be taken away tomorrow. Like, you don't own the platform. Right. Um, and Being kind of, it's a mainstream platform outside of the hunting game. That's right. That's right. So, um, but I like what it delivers because it's so streaming. Like, um, you, you can pull whatever content. Like, the other day, um, I was literally trying to figure out something really obscure. It was oh, it was something on my Wrangler. I was trying to figure out how to take a part off of my Wrangler. Uh-huh. Like I could literally get so specific and say, you know, how do I ins- uh, remove and install the handrails on the blah 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 blah. Yeah, you can do that. So if if you're getting jacked up and you're like going on your first elk hunt, you can say, you know, top tips for first time elk hunter, and, mm-hmm. and boom, you can draw that content. Yeah. That's Dude, what I, I like did. You. I did that before I went on my first elk hunt. Absolutely, I watched one show. I'm curious if you're gonna drop their name over and over and over again for first time elk hunt yeah boy that's a great one i don't know if i know who it would be you want me to say it yeah uh born and raised oh yeah 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 Yeah. you know um, my dad actually got me watching them which is surprising and they are out of uh don't tell me don't tell me is it uh is it uh oregon are they i think they are from oregon i think they are i think so yeah they do like the tour i didn't watch them as much as like last season I just watched. I don't even know what order I watched them. I just watched them. Yeah, you know, and that's why I really like YouTube. Um, I've been infatuated with the podcast game, um, and I think it's a lot because one, my lifestyle. Um, I drive a lot and I fly a lot. I'm mm-hmm. always tending to a trade show or a meeting or a, a, a new product rollout or whatever the case is. Yeah. So I have so much time to where I'm sitting on an airplane or I'm driving down the road like at ten o'clock at night. Um, I, I mean, I did a trip from, I couldn't get the flights. I had to get to Charlotte. I did a trip from like, I don't know where it was. I was somewhere Dakotas, maybe like Mitchell somewhere and literally drove to Charlotte, North Carolina, cross country. Jeez, man. Okay? I showed up at like 5 a.m. And I ripped podcasts from everything from, from insider industry to outsider industry to, to self-help podcasts, like marketing podcasts for ideas. Like I ripped podcasts for 17 hours straight. That's an extremely valuable tool yeah. Um, because you find it entertaining like when you hit the right podcast stuff. So I've, I would say YouTube, podcasting is, are two mediums I really enjoy checking out. And then um, these uh, this whole streaming television um, in our industry. I'm not talking Netflix and Hulu. Like that's It's been around long enough. Right. We all understand it. But it is cool to see like I bought a new TV for my house. And the minute I, I'm powering it up, I'm setting everything up, Wild TV has got an app yeah. installed on my TV. That that excites me. It's like, yeah. 
Uh, Wild TV is boom. It's right there. Yeah. Right. Like, this is awesome. I did the same thing. I got uh, Roku TV <clears throat> in the studio and a new yep. Roku TV out in our little den area. And I downloaded real tree. Th- Actually, I just typed in hunting mm-hmm. and download all the ones I could. And I'm going to go through and make accounts on all of them. Uh, but like real tree 365 is really cool. Love yeah. Um, you know, sweet. carbon TV, uh, my outdoor TV. I mean, I can keep going. Mossy Oak go. Yep. Um, I mean, shit, it goes on and on and on. There's so many outlets now. But you, it, you said it was already downloaded on your TV. On it. The minute oh, it was it on, on it already. Yeah. It was already that's on what it. I'm saying. Oh. That's huge. Huge. Because huge. someone could be like, Hey, what is this? They yeah. check it out and they, they that love is it. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So so the streaming is really cool. Um, yeah, the YouTube and then the podcasting stuff. Like I said, I've just found in fat. Like I'm just infatuated. Is there it. is there any like specific shows that have really stood out to you? I mean that I mean you don't have to drop anybody's name, but I didn't know if they're in lately and maybe the last few months. One that you're like, oh man, they're doing it right. Um, I mean, I have my favorites, so I have to be careful. Like I can't, I can't always just easily drop my favorites because, um, they're my favorites. So I have to, I have to be very, (laughs) I hate to use the word bipartisan, but like, I can't throw my influence too much. I have to ask, I ask a lot of people around me in my sphere of influence, like, Hey, what do you think of this? Like, tell me your real thoughts because I still have to do what's right for the client. Right. Right. Um, and I also have to realize, like, my age compared to maybe a 55-year-old compared to maybe a 35-year-old compared to a 25-year-old. And everybody has a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite... Wow, that's an interesting perspective on that. It is. So m- my son killed his first... His first animal he killed was when he was for big game. He was seven years old, and he killed a wild, a free-range wild pig in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed his first whitetail, a 120-inch eight-pointer in Iowa, southern Iowa, at eight. Like and he's been on a killing spree ever since. <laughs> he, um, we had to go. I had a meeting at Lee and Tiffany's house, which isn't too far from me. It's maybe an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, you're in the the hot spot. Is yeah, where, where the yeah. offices. So I asked Keegan. I said, "Hey, do you want to go with me?" And he's like, "Yeah, that'd be awesome." Um, and so he was probably sixteen at the time, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so we go down there and. We do everything and and finish up and and him him and Lee got along really great. Lee was showing him all the sheds that he had and and uh, I was finishing up the meeting stuff. And we're driving back and he's like, "So who are those guys?" <laughs> I think I figured you tell the story that he wanted to go because yeah. of who it was. Right. Right. No, he just rolled along with his dad. I was going to ask you the question too, but I want to interrupt your story. <laughs> if he was already like a fan of them at his age, he doesn't watch TV. I couldn't imagine right. the sheds Lee has. Yeah, they're amazing. That's a a way to think about that's crazy the future of Some media of so you know i got a story to add on to this and completely different from a different angle i guess so that's funny because i was thinking about that like i grew up like lee and tiffany of course Drews, me too. Yeah. bone collector like that's my jam you know mm-hmm. those are guys i think of like that's where it's at you, you know 100 percent. and then uh yeah i mean honestly like my dad's got i talked about this before we got old high eight tapes of my dad doing biologic food plot videos because juries mm-hmm. and, and this is like back in the day right when i was a youngster like too young to be on video like too i was too uncomfortable in front of the camera i was a youngster um where i was going with this oh dana pace is in last week on the show he influenced a shirt we did called the fucking squirrel patch shirt, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So his son has been his <clears throat> how old's uh his son? Sixteen, Ten, I think. Six, yeah, 16. in that fourteen, fifteen, sixteen area, he's been wearing it to school. And nobody oh, said yeah. anything to him about it. Yeah. Well, I guess he goes to a lot of like sports events and stuff for his kids and 
one of the uh, his friends, one of the dads of another kid, had our hat on, and somebody asked what it was, and they got the topic of conversation. Oh, you never listened to them? Check them out. Well, then I guess uh, a ten. He said a ten year old kid was uh, listened to it on the way home from the game with his dad, and then he gets in the car with his mom and is like. Mom, let me see your phone. And he pulls up Working Class Bowhunter and plays it. And she's like, what's this? He's like, Dad, listen to it. And I want to listen to it now because I like it. So <laughs> I guess at his son's high school, I think he's a freshman, right? I don't know what grade he No, is. if he's 16, it's sophomore. I, think, I don't know if he's 16. But in that group, he said oh, there's a bunch of kids at school listening to the podcast. Like, just discovered it through Dana wearing the stuff and then his kid wearing our stuff. And oh, yeah. then it snowballed into, like – so I don't know if, like, that's a thing of their demographic. They're where kids in that 8th, 7th to sophomore listen to podcasts <laughs> or if it's just starting as Dude, they get older. I don't hey, know. Maybe we should sponsor their prom. You know, That'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. So it's funny. Uh, I was mentioned earlier. You know, Keegan does a lot of our editing. Sure. And uh, the majority of the stuff that he edits is our clients' YouTube um, videos. Oh, really? And Damn. and it's become extremely popular. Like um, we've got one video that was released two days ago for a client. It's hit I don't know fifty, sixty thousand views. But if you watch it, there's nothing. It, it, it's a very YouTube style edit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. That's why we have a twenty-year-old, nineteen, twenty-year-old kid, yeah, on that. Because if if I put one of our senior editors on it, well, guess what? It it became a movie production that doesn't work on YouTube. Yeah, right? yeah, um, right. it's a different influence. So and so there's that break, and I don't know what the age is. You know, I, I think it's thirty-three, thirty-eight-ish, somewhere in there, where you know, it, not everything has to be overproduced anymore. We yeah. live in more of a reality, like, just give me the goods. Like, oh, that's why vlogs are so big. They're huge. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you watch Joe Rogan. I mean, like, he does a lot of stuff, not just with the podcast, but you see him on video. Like, none of yeah. that stuff's overproduced. Dude, we're going to start. I, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to bring my Handycam with for our trade yeah. shows back. Dude, we do so much dumb, random stuff just anyway. Like, can you imagine if can I film Steve on not on the show? It'd be a huge hit. <laughs> huge hit. I'm so, just gonna start filming you. So why, dude? You know why? I just well, for one thing, the poster, Chase. You see this poster of Steve with his foot in a fucking toilet? That's because that's Steve. Like that. <laughs> that Steve. sums him up. And I that's had from my a video. And I had my phone with me and took a video. <laughs> yeah, of that. that Steve just did that. <laughs> everybody else, look at these pictures. Like everybody else is like super serious. Doug didn't and couldn't get me a good photo, so he's not yeah, up on the wall yet. I'm not photo worthy. Well, and I had fucking chops <laughs> at the time. Dude, I don't know. Maybe, like, do you, do you grow it out more before you get your picture? I don't know. I don't know. Doug said he's not I? photo worthy. I'm, my foot's in a fucking toilet. <laughs> how do you have a worse photo? How do you not have a photo better than that? Oh, jeez. I don't know, man. <laughs> Jesus, Johnny. <laughs> what were you calling you, TFS? <laughs> toilet foot Steve. Yeah. Oh, oh, Steve. Chase, what's your favorite outdoor media outlet to be a part of? Uh, and I'm talking from like behind the scenes stuff that you do to if you're ever in front of the camera for any shows or on podcasts or vlogs or what whatever it is. Uh, my Super Bowl is the trade shows ATA and shot. Like yeah. I get jacked about the promotion we put behind for our clients. Like Th- yeah, that makes sense. Our when our when I see um, so for an ATA <clears throat> we had several, but um, you know, Scent Crusher just flooded right like Dude. oh my god they're go the watch kings the, they're the kings of ata How and again with that it's because they give us full creative freedom like he literally he's like yeah okay whatever i'm like this is what we're gonna do and he's like 
that's a little nuts. I'm like, yep, and that's what we're going to do. And he's like, all right, let's okay, do it. Like, do it. So he gives us full creative freedom. Uh, Shot Show, like, we just had this amazing product. It's a, a, basically a moldable leather gun holster um, for handgun for guys who conceal carry. And uh, it was so easy to hype it up because nobody in the industry is doing a holster that molds to your personal firearm. Like, And we had press, like, lined up. Mm-hmm. The kings, the leaders in the industry, guns and ammo. When they're when they're like, yeah, I want to get in there and I want to see it. Like, okay, let's get you scheduled in. And there's so much excitement and people piling into a booth. Like, that's what gets my rocks off. Like, seeing the clients' yeah. success. Like, I literally, it, it's funny. I get, I'm actually getting excited. Like right now, like that's always driven me. Is when you create something that that has so much energy behind it and people just talking. Yeah, I don't know. You just feel like. I sucked at sports, so that's always been like my my winning, you know, last few seconds of the game, right. fourth quarter touchdown. Like that's it for me. I thought maybe it was a new pair of Adidas you put on every year. Ooh, dude, I have so many. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you do with all? My those? wife's secretly throwing some out. Like my older you pairs. Keep, do you do you keep behind your back? Pair? Keep all of them. That's hilarious. How many pairs do you have? I don't know how many she's thrown out, but I would guess it's probably somewhere around. 60-ish. Well, you put a 60? fresh pair on at ATA every year, don't you? Every year. Every year. ATA is a fresh pair every year. So, I, I, you know, what you're talking about kind of like with your Super Bowl, I, I can definitely sense, like, your energy and stuff like that and being in the media room at ATA. It's cool. Like, we're we're a part of it in a way, a small part, but it's cool because we, we see – we're around you. We see your excitement, see your energy, and we get to feel like that. Like motivation when we're not hungover because of Joe Humphries <laughs> from Big Time um, and podcasting <laughs> in your room. Um, because I mean, we're working with your clients. It's kind of like a cool partnership that we've yeah. molded, um, and I feel like a, it's fairly unique. Kind of what we've done. It is like you know what? Listen, I spent I don't know what it was eighteen years, the first half of my life working for corporations and this and that. And then one thing I, I learned, uh, I'll say this is the best quote I've ever come up with. It's the only really good quote I probably will ever come up with. And it's like, if you ain't having fun doing it, get a different job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we will spend more time working than we will with our spouse, than we will with our kids. Like, yeah. it's just life. Like, that's where you spend the majority of your time is working. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, Man, it was kind of fucked if you think about it. It is. Yeah, it is My old boss up. always told me, it's like, if we can't have fun at work, there's no point of us being here. You, you know, yeah. um, more people should take that to heart. Because if you cannot enjoy what you do, just go. Leave. There's another job out Find there. a different yeah. job. Find a different job. There's a million of them out mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. That's true. Why Man, be I, miserable? I know, right. like, the our podcast is, like, a part-time job now, um, but it's all good. Like, the trade show things, so those they're exhausting, but, yeah, man, I have I a love terrible them. time. I'm going to find something new. Oh, I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is it. You're leaving? Steve, you want, you want the sticks here? I'm leaving. Uh, I, I got to go, too, man. <laughs> Chase, I can't. All right. I'll, I'll, give her, I'll give it a go. What if we all just walked out and Chase has turned this into his podcast? <laughs> He's like, Kurt, you actually got to move. I just bought your house, too. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Dang it. No, um, you got to move into Doug's no, house, it. too. That's, great. <laughs> that's a great question. That, that's my that's my deal is trade shows. I love it. I was going to ask you if there's anything that you've been involved in media-wise that you regret doing, but you kind of answered that earlier with that podcast. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Sorry, more than that though, right? Yeah, is there nothing? I mean, you, it might be too specific for you to drop subtly without right, like true. putting it on blast, you know? Um, like, I, is there any interviews? Like, you don't don't name drop anybody, but did you ever get pulled in any interviews? You're just like, this fucking sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There was a uh, <laughs> um, the, the don't prob- say their name. No, 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 I won't say their name. Probably the worst one was um, 
Says they, her name. <laughs> uh, man, they drew, uh, it was it was actually a potential client, and uh, it was a lot of build up. It was a lot of work. It was some proposals. It was this and that. And we we all thought we were all on the same page, and we get in, and there's this big meeting. And at first, it was it was very cordial and fun, and this and that. And then they literally like said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Great. All right, let's let's get moving on it." Um, but you know, really. We just had somebody else in, and so um, they're going to do it at one-fourth the price, so we're going to scratch this out, and you're going to do it for one-fourth. And it was the most awkward. Ooh. I was like, what? I'm, what? I'm sorry, mm. what? <laughs> you just drop a ball like that? And they're like, well, you can do that, right? And I'm like, maybe you should have asked for cloth in your car instead of leather. Oh, right. Okay. Right. We should have done that before we built the car. And it was just this world, world, real weird, awkward. And there was three of us from my office in the meeting, and you, you almost don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, that's like a weird. They, that, they pull the Steve on you. That's <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, that's how whenever I like you know promise women that I'm gonna like treat them right and give them good love and then like I give them like a quarter of what they thought they were gonna get. That's bring, a great analogy. He, yeah, he brings, them, he brings them to my house. <laughs> so the fucking brilliant strategy. I mean, it, this is my dad's house. Yeah. I mean, luckily for you, you have the Who confidence. The fuck are you? If you have the confidence and you don't have enough daddy issues, you didn't go through with it. I'm sure. No, but. I didn't. And I literally walked out. And of course, the salesman uh, who worked so hard on it. Uh, because obviously I have to sign off on all the deals, and, right? Right. And I've got a great strategist. Um, so Chad looked at me, and oh, he's just like, Chad. "He goes, holy shit, we just walked out on that meeting." I was like, "You're damn right, we walked yeah, out on no that meeting." Yeah. There's like a point where, I mean, we we learned this the more we're involved. Like, you know your value, right? And like, you know what for you can sure. do for people. So it's right. like for someone to like try and pull a fast one on you, it's like, whoa, that's like the most disrespectful thing. Yeah. You know, without don't like even having a meeting, like to discuss it with you beforehand before they put it inside. It, it happens more than you think, though. Oh yeah, man, and that gets into like, um, what do we got next? I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. Business fired up. Business ethics a little business bit. Business ethics because it, it seems that next slide. Um, <laughs> we did have one thing I wanted to touch on, but we can touch on it after this because this is it just transferring so well. There's, uh, man, I actually don't even know where to start this because. I, I've had a rough few we weeks yeah. of just like not not rough, but just like one instance a week where it's just like I'm burned by somebody. Mm-hmm. Like certain situations are like, well, well I, that guy was not who the fuck I thought he was after sticking my neck out and helping people and whether whatever avenue it is that I can help, I like to do that, especially with good people in the in the hunting game. You know, it's if I can, I will. Um, but now I'm kind of like pulled back on the reins a little. Like, man, maybe I just shouldn't. But then you feel like a dick because you want to help people. Yeah. Um, but boiling down, I'm learning a lot about business and mostly, uh, no matter what I think industry you're in, business relationships and, and communication and conversation and just one-on-one relationships with people is like the biggest thing. And, man, you just sometimes you wonder how much information you share with people before you turn around and you're burned by it. Um, you, you know where I'm going, kind of like uh, I, I do, and I, I knew about some of those. I don't know all of them, but I knew about some of those guys that have burned you in the past. <clears throat> yeah, and well, I help people get a show going, and, and yeah, and then it's like, well, next thing it's like, fuck, fuck, Kurt, fuck, working class. It's like, well, what did I do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you'll always have that. You know, I think I don't. It's not our industry specific. It's just life specific. Is would be my take on it. Yeah, and I've had it too. You know, um, 
That's yeah. a healthier way that I probably should look at it more, and I'm working on that. But it's kind of like it's hard not to get mad, but then you just brush it off and stay in your lane. You, you do, know? and you know what? So um, I had an instant instance, you know, recently too, and and um, I was pretty like you go through these stages of emotions of like um, I had somebody that burned me pretty good, and uh, at least that's how I felt. You know, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, maybe they did or they didn't, mm-hmm. but you feel that way. You're emotionally tied to your business. You know, yeah, right. Um, the guys, you, you you guys have built this, and you have a lot of heart and soul and passion, and frankly, money into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, when somebody comes in down the road, um, they haven't invested the dollars, um, but maybe maybe they've invested some time, whatever. But they didn't yeah. they they didn't have the risk, mm-hmm. and then. Maybe they take off and they do their own thing, whatever, and then they're going to go make money at it. So on, on one hand, you have to say, man, that really hurts, mm-hmm. um, and it sucks because I gave them so much knowledge, this and that. But at the same time, like the way I get over it is I looked at it and go, hmm, you know what? I made them. Yeah. And I always get to keep that inside. Yeah, which is rad. Yep. Yeah. I always That's get to point. keep that fact that um, they didn't have what they have now. I I gave that to them. What they know is because of you. That's right. Right. And so, and look at like, um, uh, look at Drury's. Okay. How many shows have spun off? Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Like the shows we watch today, at one point in time, they were working some factory job or they were an insurance agent or they were a cop or a firefighter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they got on Drury's and now they spun it off and they got their own show. Right. Like- so nobody's been, you know, used like those guys have. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it always is like they're always still under that. Oh, they used to be the juries. Now they're doing. They're always still under that umbrella, no matter how, right. how great their 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 shit is. And that's not a knock on them by any stretch of the imagination. No, there's some great shows that have come because sure. of that. Shows I'm fans of too. Fan, you know? Absolutely. Right. But I was I, I was drinking way too much once, and it was me and Mark <laughs> and Terry and some of the other guys and. And I was like, you by guys, the way, I love them. I go, it's not like Adam and Eve. It's like Mark and Terry. <laughs> like all things oh, are spawn of Mark and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. From And really from the TV game, it is. All things yeah. have spawned from, you know, from the white the OGs. world. They are, they they are, are the, the OGs. OGs. You know, and this, not to get too far off topic, but uh, something we were touching on earlier, like, you know, kind of the evolution of where things went from like YouTube and shit. Um, so the jury logo that is still there today is still the one that they used back in the day. Like it still looks like it's from the nineties and it's so classic. Don't ever change it. I love that logo. If you think about if the juries didn't come around, like we would all still be watching, uh, what's the football? We'd Buck all be McNeely. Buck McNeely. Oh, We'd oh all my be God. Do you know Buck, Buck McNeely? McNeely? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking. Do you know him personally? He, no. He no. does like mattress commercials now and no like, way. Oh, I want him on the podcast so bad. If any of our listeners know Buck McNeely, just shoot him a text. Reach out to Dude, him. It's it's the oh. great it's the greatest hunting show I've ever seen. Because who reads a book and then shoots, shoots a bear, a bear. <laughs> in less than two minutes, and, and then says, <laughs> says the obvious, "That's a bear." That's a bear. Or then when they shoot a I bear and it falls off a cliff, four hundred feet down onto a beach, <laughs> and he goes, "He's down." Yeah, no shit. He didn't have a parachute. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not moving. Oh so that's a good easy track job. Yeah, great show. So the juries. I mean, they have to know that they were kind of. I mean, the Godfathers a little bit, you know, like do you, they are. Oh yeah, they, they are. are. I don't know. They're um, they're so humble though about it. Like, oh yeah, Mark doesn't like to talk about himself at all. Yeah, um, Mark is the master of deflection. Really? Like, oh yeah, like how'd you kill that deer? It's like, oh, how was your season? Like, he mm-hmm. immediately he's the he master. changes the subject. He changes it because he never wants to make it about himself. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I've, oh, and that kind of tells you something though too. 
Uh, yeah, trust me, it's like For yeah, sure. that's it's pretty legit. And um, I don't. Um, he's so busy with stuff. I don't get to talk to him nearly as much. But Matt and I have a lot of great um, business conversations. And I really like Matt Drury, man. He's really cool. Yeah, and it's what's cool is is they've they've built a really great business. And I can tell you, with them, they understood the art of it takes. You have to spend money to make money, mm-hmm. um, and and we're spending money. Then they are. <laughs> um, I look around. This is a great example. That that mixer board that you are in front of, Kurt, is like it's unbelievable. And I know I, I can tell. It obviously, wasn't cheap. It's but, overkill. <laughs> it, it's overkill. But you care about delivering a great product to your customer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, unfortunately, like. I'm going to guess when you go talk to Big Tyne or, or Scent Crush or whatever, and you say, I've got a Kenya Kaka X222, whatever, all that crap is on there. Squared. That's exactly what that says. That, that means nothing to them. Yeah, this old Kenya Kaka. Love but, it. But to them, that means nothing. But right. to you, you go, I can deliver a better product to our end consumer, our listener. And I think that's cool because you're not recording this crap on iPhones. Like it's an, it's right. important to you to deliver a great product. That's one thing they do. That's one thing. I watch a Shockey show, and I'm like, whoa! Can you imagine the amount of production work that he puts into it? The love, the care, the right. equipment. Right, like, insane. I, it's insane. I love stuff like that. Dude, but, I went to the jury studio over the summer. Yeah, that's right. You were there, you were down there. It's got amazing, to do a it? podcast with them. That was cool. I actually um, shout out the juries. Um, I snagged a new piece of equipment, and, and I and I knew they existed, but Wait I never a minute, th- like you stole it from them. Um, like yeah, don't oh, tell yeah, under your yeah. shirt. Yeah, or? don't yeah, tell Matt. Yeah. Don't tell Matt. <laughs> he's straight up. He's sorry, straight up Matt. Five finger discounted that. Thing. <laughs> 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 five, sorry, Matt. He, Matt doesn't listen to working class well. Hey, like, hey, the juries are so loaded; they got so much shit they didn't even notice it was gone. Well, that, that was my mindset <laughs> when I left with it. Hey, you know, I'm right, just like they won't even know this is gone. So I got a piece of jury recording equipment in the studio. You had you had them sign it. Yeah, I, I'm like, hey, can you sign this? Like, well, this is ours. I'm like, yeah, but now it's mine. So, <laughs> and I'm leaving now. That works. Just please, I'm getting in my car. No, they. Uh, when I did the podcast with them in their studio, I was kind of looking around. I'm like, oh man, that's how you do that? Because I never thought they're like high, big dog production, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And I'm like, wow, man, we could do that. So we have. Uh, I'll show you after the studio how we did everything. But basically, all this you see at the top of this mixer board and down into this one big wire is. An idea I got from the juries. It's so awesome seeing like, how they did it. You know, I love, I love risk takers, um, and I love people that will invest in making their business better. Like investing in. I was just on. Um, if it works out, I'll tell everybody what it is. But I was just on this. Um, <laughs> basically, it's a it's a um, uh, a learning center, um, and, and the topics are unbelievable. Everything from a uh, um, expansive more you know uh, animation uh, photoshop to you name it from a from a creative suite standpoint and i was talking to my staff and i'm like we have to have this like all the latest updates like holy crap like we we can do continuing education mm-hmm. on we use illustrator we use um premiere photoshop we use um Oh gosh, the entire Adobe suites plus all these add-ons and graphics packages and the creative guys can tell you. But the problem is, is there's always new offerings and updates. Well, how do you stay up on it? Well, you don't. You don't. You like you have to do continuing education classes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know what's the latest trends on social media? Well, you we have to go to seminars and we have to buy education for that mm-hmm. so we can bring it back and implement it. Um, and that's one thing just in any business like. Holy crap, like invest in yourself. Right. One of the things before the podcast you were asking me is like, 
and I don't know, maybe it's one of the things, but you said, what did people do wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they don't invest in a real business. Like that's the biggest thing they can do wrong is, and then they go, well, why won't you sponsor me? Or why isn't my, why aren't people watching my show or why aren't they listening to my podcast? Um, well, because they didn't come with a business plan and they didn't invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just like a company. I mean, right. Why, right. why don't people buy my mineral blend? Well, I don't know because it might work. You made it in your garage, but you didn't invest in marketing or you didn't invest in great packaging. You didn't invest in, you know, putting the right people around you to help promote your product. Like right, there's right. so many things. It's just investing in yourself or investing in your brand. For sure. Right. Yeah. I, a lot of, a lot of little details. Uh, I wouldn't say little, a lot of important details get overlooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. it's uh and I'm sure like I'm always trying or we, I mean, we talk all of us, like we don't just talk when we're here to record. Like we have, group chats that we we talk every single day the, the podcast yeah. crew mm-hmm. we have the podcast crew we have a trade show crew and then we have what i call the ogs which are the guys that just supported us from the beginning real close awesome. friends that we talk hunting and stuff with but we have the podcast chat that we talk every day about equipment ideas shows um and that's our merch, way of we do everything yeah, yeah. merch which um, also explains it's the business how aggressive your growth curve has been like you, your growth curve has been like in the marketing world it's faster than any median I've worked with in a really, really long time. Like, wow, thank it, you, man. It's, I keep track of your numbers. Obviously, I have to. Yeah. And well, I think a lot of that is because your investment in your own brand. Right. So yeah, If we wouldn't have this crew right here, I don't think we would be where we're at right now. <laughs> no, definitely not. Comes we, back to the personality. Do people right. want to listen to a personality? That's why yeah. you can shave my mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, That's it's, the only reason you're it's here. It's a gimmick. If you <laughs> shave that thing, you're out. Yeah. Well, it's a gimmick now, but it also... I mean, honestly, like we're good friends, but when we started this podcast, we didn't know each other for very long. Uh, yeah. No, um, not long at all. But it also yeah, works right. like because we're all different in our own way, mm-hmm. but we all understand that we're different. We don't try to like like I know Steve's a crazy guy, and I and I'll give him shit, but I don't want Steve to change. I want him to do better, but I don't want him to change <laughs> yeah. who he is. And Eric is. So most times a quiet dude, but when he tells you, I Doug was a quiet one. Well, you guys are both quiet. You guys are both the Iowa quiet boys. But when you guys talk, <laughs> when Eric talks, he's straight to the point. Like if he wants to tell Steve to shut up, like it's yeah, hard. Like, shut the fuck it's, up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's direct right there. It's you want to be there, but it also is. Um, it's a great dynamic. What we lo- have oh yeah, together. but it's luck that it is great a right, little bit for too. Sure. But it's also our, like it's luck that our dynamic is good, but it's not luck that we continue it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, one hundred percent, it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's not luck that you get up every day and you still think of new ideas and you think about what to deliver to your listeners. And yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't. Know, I love being on it. It's it's fun as hell. Like you guys have definitely got me to let my hair down a few times because usually I, I won't ever say anything controversial. I won't do, <laughs> right? You know, I'm just like, oh god, I don't want to say anything bad. Um, <clears throat> but I'll just say it now. Like lately, I just haven't given a fuck. Like it's so much fun and. I'm secure enough in the businesses that we've built. Yeah. And I'm starting to see things like, wait a minute, like these, you guys have built an entire business of just being yourselves about things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's being a bunch of degenerates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, kind of, you know, (laughs) well, that's, that's what attracted me to the whole thing. And it's like, wow, like Howard Stern did it back in the Mm nineties and crushed it. Right. Yeah. Rush Mm -hmm. Limbaugh did it, you know, in politics of, of just, Right. I'm going to just say it like it is. Uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist like Alex Jones, like, oh, convinced everybody that 
Comtrails are like dangerous chemicals. Like. Hey, we're, we're George Norrie people here. Okay. <laughs> That's a fucking great niche market if you never heard George Norrie. And I don't know if you guys are the first, but to me, you guys were the first in the outdoor industry like that yeah. really cut cut loose. I don't know, but I'll take it. Yeah. It's, you know? Like it was epic. <laughs> Honestly, epic. Oh, I, I appreciate that, man, because that is uh, when we started, we were like trying to be like, hey, we need to be. I was trying to rigid, rigid like make it a, not rigid. I was trying to be more. I just wanted to be taken seriously as a deer hunter. Yep. When we first started, for sure, that's understandable. But then it kind of got into it's like, well, fuck it. Why can't we just be fun and be wild? Why can't we be ourselves and still kill deer? You right. know, like. So here's what's funny. I got to give you my favorite line. Um, I hope a lot of new startup shows, podcasts, blah 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 blah, whatever, all these different medians. I hope they listen to this. And if you don't listen to anything else in this entire podcast, at, at Go to minute whatever, 46, right? Mm-hmm. Or an hour and 46 minutes. Yep. Go to that because I can see the counter thing on the thing. And listen to this quote. Do not start your opening line with, we're different. Unless you are. Right. Okay. So if I have to hear one more, oh, no, uh, I'll just use sh- a TV show for instead of saying all the different medians. But this goes for all of them. doesn't matter if you're doing a podcast or a YouTube or a TV show or whatever. But this is a classic. I've got a new TV show, and you're going to love it. We're different. Oh, really? <laughs> Here we go. So why are you different? We get the kids involved. <sighs> Never heard that one before. Right. <laughs> um, we really believe in that. Oh, okay. Um, we're all about veterans. That is so not original. Can, can I throw the next one at you? Yeah. We're just being real. Just being real. A- absolutely. Like, um, it's not just about big bucks for us. Oh, they, nope, not original either. Uh, door number seven, and and literally nobody comes at it with a business plan. Nobody, mm-hmm. and, and that's the problem. Is is and listen, it's not easy. It's very difficult to be original. It's very difficult to be new. Yeah, and and then I see like existing shows. Um, you'll see the success of maybe some of the more comical ones, right? That that took some of the first ones took a um, uh, a fun approach to it, oh, like mm-hmm. Animal House. Oh my! Way ahead of their time. God. Oh yeah, yeah. it was, dude. Animal House is way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. And um, I've never got to work with Chip. Um, Have you ever met Chip? You know, I, yeah, we met. I, him. Yep, yep, I've met him. Um, in my opinion, one of the most talented editors out there like creative minds i'd agree mind-boggling like mm-hmm. what that is what that guy has rolling around in his head is what 90 percent of the production you know groups in this industry wished they had right mm-hmm. he's, right. Just, he's working with realtree a lot lately is he yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a genius he, he the guy deserves everything he's got the water um, <clears throat> and i know if anything um chip would totally respect my white adidas like he would oh, oh for sure oh, yeah. yeah for sure so me and Chip hit it off just because of the skateboard BMX yeah. background, dude. I bet you. Do you still have a board here? I bet I could still kit flip. I'm a BM, I, I was a BMX kid. Oh, you were BMX. Okay, <laughs> I yeah, got a bike here. I remember the first time I met Chip. I gave him some bike because we're into like hip hop, like like good shit. You yeah, know? I wore my Wu Tang socks just for you, by the way. Nice, but like, yeah, that's why we hit it off. And I was like, this is when we were first starting. I remember something was. You know, because I I'd, I'd been watching a bunch of hunting shows, and it was always the same thing. The oh yeah. Hey, you know we're 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 gonna tell you what we're gonna do. Then we're gonna go kill something. Then we're gonna do the post recovery of like you know some barn boards right behind us and shit. Um, but then just like I, I would get into like seeing what what Chip would do and just start following him on social media. I'm like, dude, he likes the same hip hop I do. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
I think that me and this guy are going to like really click. And it was just, it, it, it was, you. yeah, it was really refreshing to see yeah. some guy who I could relate to knowing I'm like, okay, if this guy is doing something like this, I'm like, then I can feel pretty comfortable being me. Yeah. Essentially. I always thought like the, could have been one of the most amazing combinations in the world. And neither one of them are on the air, you know, as a show or whatever, but chip being the brainchild behind animal house. Mm-hmm. And, um, Benny Spies. You guys ever seen? Yeah, I know about him. I, I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. I know about ama- his motorhome. Yes, in his motorhome. Yeah. Amazing yeah. personality, great concept, this and that. He just didn't have the right editing team. And I, I always thought, like, oh, my God, if Benny Spies got together with a, with a Chip City, yeah, it would have, like, rocked the entire freaking <laughs> industry. Yeah. Was, what was the show Benny Spies was on? I, I swear he was on, he like, was some traveling. travel channel, and he went to, like, it was like weird people that they'd meet, and I think he went down. It was a travel channel show where they met the guy that would like started redneck teeth. And he like, might it have. Was like I don't a million, know. Yeah, because I, I, no I remember idea. seeing him. I'm like, yeah, no, I've seen the Hunt show when he's in his Winnebago. Dude, Benny's Benny's a nut. Like, I don't know him real well, but I know him. I never met him. He is a serious, serious nut. Like, and he had such a creative mind. I always thought those two together would just be that, rock solid. Chip is such a cool dude. I was if someone was like, "Hey, we're gonna fund a show," and Chip's your producer, and he, dude, I think I'm in. We would have a wild show <laughs> oh, if Chip produced Jesus. something we were gonna do. Like, yeah, because I grew up watching BMX videos. He grew up watching skate and BMX videos, which is how he edits a little bit. He has that flavor, and that's how I became a fan of what he did. And it was just crazy. Yeah. Being a fan of what he did, then Eric and I met him at ATA and like went out and partied oh, with yeah. him, and then just became our buddy. And oh, yeah. ever right. since then, he's been our one of our really good friends. Yeah. Um, so that's a lesson: like break the mold, right? Like do yeah. do things different. Okay. So at that same time, I feel like right now there's this shift because it in outdoor media in general, and this goes for podcasts for uh, video. It's the hi. I'm Kurt Geyer, and this is the working class bow hunter. This week, and then it's like this, like very rigid. Get, 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 there it is, oh, yeah. and almost robotic. Well, now I feel because of maybe social, maybe because of podcasts, maybe because people are getting more comfortable. All those people are starting to be like, "Hey, Steve." Throw me a bush light. I'm going to drink it. Here I am. I'm drinking it on camera. Look how edgy I am. I'm just being real. It's like when you hear there's a new hot chick at school. Everybody goes looking for her, you know? But it's like a... Everyone wants to be real and relatable, but it's a rigid... It's almost not human. Yeah, so what you're experiencing... Yeah. What you're you're experiencing is the Twilight Zone. No. Uh, What you're experiencing is... Here we go. I knew it. It's the the Lee and Tiffany, right? Uh So Lee and Tiffany come out, and they're really... um, I guess Ralph and Vicky were there before as a husband and wife, but let's face it, Lee and Tiffany probably did it even more relatable. Um, They were just this, like, Midwestern, Mm -hmm. young... God, when they started, they were so young. Yeah, super young. Um, Babe. And the minute they got success... (laughs) Who, Lee? <laughs> just, just yeah. Did you just call Lee a babe? Hey, he's a manly man back then. But but, but listen, this Tiffany's the babe it. of the industry. Then all of a sudden, how many how many couple shows came out? Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, well, let's jump on that. Let's jump on that. People are still doing it. They're still doing it. But the thing is, is has anyone, as any husband and wife, achieved the pinnacle of Lee and Tiffany? No, 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 not no. even close. Not even, not even. It's close it's at all. like. It was funny. I was talking to um, 
I'm going to say the number, I won't name names other than the top, but I was talking to the number two cooler company in the world. Mm-hmm. Number two cooler company. And this was several years ago, but um, they said, um, do you know how much, we're the number two biggest cooler company in the world. Do you know how much we did in revenue? I was like, I, I have no clue. They're like, we did $40 million last year. And I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. And he goes, do you know what number one did? And I go, I guess it's Yeti, right? And they're like, yeah. They did $400 million. Holy shit. And this was years ago, by the way. Years ago. 400? Number one they did sold 400. six coolers. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Give a round of applause. Yeah, that was good. Steve, that was good. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm out. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done. Yeah, you think about it, like that's that's a little bit of represented of our industry. You got you got the number ones. Uh, we have we're lucky enough to be in a generation we know a lot of the number ones. Yeah, yeah. But there's only about five, right? And then the number twos, they're so far down below. <laughs> it's wild to think it's about. Crazy. Yeah. Really, I thought it would be that company that made the cheap styrofoam ones that you buy at the gas station. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right? Because those things are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's only awesome because they're like three bucks. Yeah, but you oh, keep yeah. buying them because you use them hey, once and yeah. you're done. You're right. <laughs> you, get all, you get all drunk up. You know, you Man. leave at a party. Who cares? Right. That's a good point. But that's an interesting um, way to look at that. Yeah. That's right. Because that's kind of a, is a copy and paste across. Of course. Look how many Yeti knockoffs there are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, no one will actually know except for guys like you that are in the marketing that control where money goes, where advertise, you know, all that goes. Yeah, you know a lot of numbers on a lot of shows, a lot of podcasts and all that. And I bet you it's probably kind of the same um, numbers pattern across the board. It very much is. It's the same in television. Um, You've got your super top tiers, and then you've kind of got a huge drop off, and then you've got you know, mid-level, mid-level. And then you've got startup shows. It's the same thing in podcasts. I mean, yeah. um, And you guys didn't even hit the game early. You just hit it different. So that's when we started watching you and watching your numbers. And we're like, Whoa, okay, this is, this is some serious business here. Um, Same thing with YouTubers. You know, some of these, yeah. Some of these guys that have been doing it for a while, like you're not going to catch them. Like, right. They're so far ahead. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Like then all of a sudden, Somebody does it different. I'll, I don't know these guys. I, this is not a plug for them at all. I've never met a single one of them. Um, but you look at the hunting public, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I, I these guys are massive, man. massive. I heard about the hunting public. Of course, I live in Iowa, so a lot of those guys are centered there. <clears throat> and I had heard about them. And um, it was like, wait a minute. Like, this is odd. That's mm-hmm. a really strange format. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing it like that. Right. Like, they're running around like camera's shaky they're running around with handy cams but then all of a sudden boom when it comes to the moment of truth the footage is killer yeah and it was like these are guys going to be somebody to watch mm-hmm. and they couldn't be bought like they're like you know kind of same thing with you guys it's like yeah I, we got to use it type of thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and like i said i don't i don't know them i've never had any dealings with them but i respect the fact that i mucho mucho respect to those guys they broke every mold mm-hmm. when it came to at the time current YouTube hunting tell or you know current hunting sure. YouTubers. Yeah, for sure. And they started with Bill Winky, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys were old Bill Winky guys. Which kind of they did break the mold there because it goes back to what we were talking earlier. Like they were under that Bill Winky umbrella, but I, I don't want to. I don't know what they surpassed. Like what Bill Winky's doing, yeah. I wouldn't say that. It's a different. It's a different. Uh, Put it this way: so you have to. Um, I don't know. You you should actually tell them 
to listen to this part of the podcast, the Honey Public, and I'll give them a, a massive shout out. I don't know those guys, so okay. I, so it's pretty amazing when um, Cuz Strickland, who you know, mucho respect to him too. Yeah. But I watched him knock off something that the hunting public had done first. Oh, really? Yeah, hundred percent. Knocked it off, so like word for word. Went into Walmart. Hunting public did a. It was it was a while ago, quite a while ago. They went into Walmart with nothing, and bought everything they needed to go bow hunt, and killed a deer with a bow, with a like a bear package bow. Yeah, that they bought at Walmart. The, yeah. Everything they bought at Walmart, and, and the point was, it. People were like, "Oh, that's terrible for pro shops," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, back up, back up." Everybody's got a Walmart in their town. I said, they did it to prove that it, it, the only concept they were trying to prove was you don't have to spend $5,000 to get into bow hunting. Right. right. They right. sat on a plastic bucket. They shot it with a Walmart bow, Walmart arrow, Walmart broadheads, blah, 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 blah. To me, it was a big deal to say we're losing hunters every single day. Mm-hmm. And these dudes just said, screw it. We're going to go show like for whatever it was, 500 bucks. And that equipment will last them for a really long time. Right. And they could get into bow hunting. And it's like, and he shot a doe sitting off a plastic bucket in flannels or whatever. I'll have to watch that. I, I that's pretty awesome. That. Dude, know, it is I pretty cool. I haven't seen this either. It's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've met them guys a couple of times. Um, not like, hey, this is, I've never been like introduced to <laughs> met them. met them in a blind one. I met them in a ground blind. <laughs> but I, it was weird because it was at ATA when that new Primo's blind came out. Oh, the yeah. The 360, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know they were in the blind. <laughs> I was looking at the blind. I forgot about this. And I, you, yeah, you were right behind me because yeah, I went I in the blind first. I'm like looking at. It. I didn't know anybody was in there. We were talking about it, and we didn't yeah. know they were in there. And I went. I stepped in the blind, and I don't know their names or anything. But it was two of the dudes from the hunting public, and they're like, I started stepping. In, I'm like, oh shit, sorry guys, I didn't know you're in here. They're like, nope, come on in. So I just <laughs> walked in. I was like, hey, I'm Kurt, working class. And they're like, oh, what's up, hunting public? I don't remember who they were. Yeah, like who, which guys they were. Right. And it was like, oh. Okay, nice sharing a ground blind with you, and then they went on their way. That was like the one time I met them. Yeah, when you see you see these uh, a median like that pop up, and you just it's like whoa, like here you you didn't think anybody else could climb to number one, but they put the time in. They had a business plan. Mm-hmm. They had a true true concept, and they fit those three things, and they pulled it off. Well, let's yeah. uh, then then we can talk about a guy who's been doing something a little bit different that has a huge following that doesn't. You know, do any sponsors is uh, you know Whitetail Adrenaline, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's just obviously they that's, did something totally off I the wall. I love yeah. that to- show, man. Totally off the wall, and they blew up. They did. Whitetail Adrenaline. Um, I don't know how. Some of their footage is like you, you just you look at it and you go, seriously, did that just happen? Um, mm-hmm. what, what was it was several years ago when that deer. When he shot it with a recurve. The giant oh, typical. Yeah, behind giant. the hay bale. Like, seriously? <laughs> Who gets that opportunity? Yeah. Right. And you drove a minivan to there? Yeah. Right. A 96 <laughs> caravan. Those guys, um, I think it was that DVD series they put out the ear where Jared shot that giant. Yeah. Was it Kansas? I think uh, so. I think so. I think you're I right. Know. Yeah. It's been, I have, I have them. Um, we all know the scene. We don't necessarily know, like, anything else other than we all just sat there and went, Oh, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Well, a picture right. of deer holding that rack. I think it's a replica rack. Yeah, he's fucking got yeah, a couple of replicas. But while I was watching it, I don't, I don't watch as much like outdoor media as I should or listen to other hunting podcasts as I should. One, because I don't want to – I always, always, always say this on the show. I've said it a hundred times. I don't want to um, subconsciously influence things I do. 
So that's why I avoid them. But I probably should watch them, so I'm up on it a little bit. It's like a weird thing with me. But while I was watching it, Sam's like around doing her thing, kind of watching it with me, but also doing things around the house. And I, the whole time, I'm just like, this is God, this is good. This oh, is yeah. fucking good. Like yeah. the whole time I was watching, it's just different. It's the personalities are there. I don't know. I, yeah. I enjoy their shit a lot. Yeah, I love talking about stuff like that, especially just newer newer ones that have really caught my eye. I'm not saying they all make it, but. I do. I enjoy that. Or reminiscing back to like, you know, how long ago was Jer- did Jerry shoot that deer? It's probably five, six, seven years ago. No, was it that long? Three? No, it three? wasn't that long. Three, ago, four years ago. It was that trade show when okay. we first seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Seems three, like a lot three years ago. ago. I yeah. thought it was cool too that they. I mean, because this shot wasn't good. No, huh? But they still posted. Like, I mean, someone coming like, I can't. We can't use this. Right. Well, the, like the that. thing is, I feel a lot of people in the game. Um, are put up against like situations like that because yeah. that's the reality of it. And you have a choice. You either you put it how it is yeah. and you show it, and then you show the story, which I think is better for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or you lie about some shit, and then it gets out that you lied about how it went down, and then you're fucked. Ooh. Oh and yeah. Then yeah, it's man. done. Do you think, like do you, that too. It's the it's the th- it's the Chris bracket um oh, yeah. whole bone syndrome he could have passed that buck after he shot that eight pointer and been like damn it i gotta hunt him next year and get after him 100%. i guarantee that outfitter would have been like hey man i'll hold this buck out for you you build a story around it we'll make it happen man. it wasn't even oh. an outfitter it was just a dude oh it was that he had permission to hunt oh him. oh okay well even He's better still. even better right. of a story he could have been like i got and that this buck. dude is the one that broke the story <laughs> Right. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, good for him. You know, said, he, don't he, shoot he sh- that butt. But you don't uh, the eight pointer. Don't shoot the eight pointer. Yes. Oh. But you know, <laughs> he could have been like, "Hey, dude, I'm going to build a show next year." I, I tagged out before, then the buck popped out. That would have been, dude. Did you see options. that? Have been fucking yeah. huge. Did you see that episode with Bracket? That buck came out right after he shot that, and people would still worship Bracket and love him. I was a fan. Chris Bracket will yeah. never be back in the industry. No, he's done. He's done. Do you think? Um, Someone trying to make it in the game poached or something like that. Are they done forever? Uh, 100% on how they handle it. <clears throat> and the only reason I say that is, so unfortunately, poaching is a pretty loose word. Like It is. It's it, broad. It's, it's very, very broad, broad. Very broad. Yep. Um, and we, unfortunately, in our office, we have to deal with a lot because we have to try to monitor a lot of cases um, for the protection of our customer. Yeah, like brand, our, brand protection yeah. and all that. And Like, I can't have... Um, a brand tied to a crisp bracket. Um, if 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 a person like that does something, we have to be on it first, like issuing PR statements. We terminate the relationship. We do not endorse this. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I've had to deal and seen a lot of these cases, and so I always say it, it depends on one the situation. Two, the biggest thing is is the hunter. How did they handle it? Mm-hmm. Did they cover it up? And somebody found out about it later. Somebody knew a game warden that says, "Oh yeah, I caught so and so." Um, did they did they straight up come clean and say, "Look, I I did this. Here here's how it happened." Um, because in a lot of situations, it's an accident. I'll I'll tell you straight up a story. It happened on my farm. Um, we had um, I invited a friend and his son to come turkey hunting, mm-hmm. and um, I had my son on the other end of the field, and it's like, okay, you guys go over there, we go over here. So anyway, um. All of a sudden, boom, I hear this shot. I'm like, awesome. They must have killed. So I'm calling, I'm calling, and they're not answering right away. And finally he picks up. And I was like, did you kill? And he's like, yeah, he got one. Mm-hmm. And 
he's like, this is awesome. And he's breathing heavy, and you can tell he's walking up to it, right? And he's like, yeah. come on. I'm keeping names up, but he's like, come on up. And then he goes, oh, shit. And I was like, what? He's like, get over, the far- get over to this corner of the farm right away. I'm like, okay. So Keegan and I quick pack our stuff up, and we get over there. And he's just, when I get to him on the other side of the field, like, he's white-faced. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? His boy was, I think, eight eight years old at the time or something. Yeah. And he's like, we've got two dead. Oh, Which, shit. by the way, in Iowa, I don't know how it is in Illinois, but in Iowa, that's a huge no-no. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had to deal with anything like that, but. So you're at this deal. Okay. I got an eight-year-old kid who just killed two birds with one shot. Yeah. And and this is during youth season. Like, it's, one, it's a one-tag deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm like, okay. And he's like, what do we do? And I'm like, well, we call the game warden. Yeah. Like, you you got to be fair about you gotta, it. You got to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to give a huge shout out. IO DNR agent, um, uh, his name's Mike Miller. Um, you know, he came and I was scared to death. I'm just like, this you just poor, don't know how they're going to act. Yeah. This poor kid, right? And, and, and I just ruined hunting for him. Ruined, the, ruined hunting yeah. for this kid. The DNR agent literally, like, he, he says, listen, um, understand what's behind your target. Like he walked him through everything. Tell me about the shot. Tell me what happened. And um, he says, "Well, I'm, I'm going to have to confiscate one of the birds from you." But he says, um, "It happens. I, you did the right thing. You called me. Um, these things tend to happen. And I want you to know where I'm going to take this bird." And he, he explained. He says, "There's a women's shelter here. Um, they're going to get to enjoy the meat because I can't let you keep it." Yeah. And he said, "You know, do you understand how to prevent this in the future? Maybe." Maybe you won't get the shot, but you need to look what's behind it. And it was such a positive experience. That kid now is, I don't know, he's not quite in high school yet, but he's close. He, yeah. he, he might be in eighth grade now. Um, it left him with such a positive experience, and that kid will always do the right thing. He may he may make a mistake in the woods, but he will always do the right thing and call the game warden. Right. So as adults, especially in the industry, do you do the right thing and say, look, none of us are perfect. Right. Um. Especially in Iowa, which their their game laws are extremely confusing. I don't know how Illinois is, but Iowa is really confusing. Mm-hmm. The verbiage is very confusing. Yeah, the verbiage is just tough, and it's, it's tough, which is kind of bullshit on their part. It, it is, and um, it's almost like they're setting people up for failure to make money on mistakes right. through verbiage. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't want to say that because um, it's not like every game warden has control of the law. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're just there to enforce it. But it is very confusing, and it's tough. And so my answer to your question is, did they do the right thing up front? Did they come, right. did they come clean? Did they deal with it? Did they say, look, this this is how it happened. This is a learning experience for all of us. Well, yeah. You know, watch this, watch that. Be careful of this. This is what I learned. If they do that, they're going to get ahead of it, and they're going to be just fine. I, yeah, I would agree. If they cover it up, bad news. Bad news, The yeah. industry will throw your ass out. Soon as it breaks and they find out about it, they're going to chew you up. And and it, the whole premise behind it is going to be, you know, you are in this industry. You are an ambassador. People watch you, which means you represent me as a hunter. Mm-hmm. Right. Why did you cover it up? And right. you need to answer for that. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you have to. Man, you have to just be straightforward. It's just easier right from the gate, especially mm-hmm. if, yeah, if you're trying to be a, a person in the, in the game. Hundred percent. And there is the game. the band-aid off. There is a huge difference Honestly. between a mistake and like a uh, I don't know how you would say that like a, a fully conscious 
action. Uh, absolutely. Like, mistakes happen. Yeah. Well, make it make nobody perfect. But if you willingly like like what Bracket did, that's right. There's no that you cannot. Whereas it'd be different if excuse. I shot a buck and it passed through him and I hit a doe yeah. and I did in the tag. I'd have to be like, shit, I gotta call. I gotta call a game yeah. warden. Yeah. Right. And, and right. here's the thing: the rule. I'm not saying this is fair, but the rules change if. So we always throw that term around industry, right? Right. Sure. Yeah, okay. I kind of hate that term a little bit. But if you, it's no different than politics. Okay, it's no different than uh, professional athletes. So, um, if if you accept money or compensation of any any sort, I don't care if you're accepting free product or big fat freaking hundred thousand dollar checks. Mm-hmm. You, the rules change for you. Period. Because you've decided to accept. So if my neighbor, who retired from John Deere, he's a good old boy, this and that, guess what? If he accidentally shoots one duck over his limit or, you know, uh, accidentally, uh, or, or even, hell, I don't, whatever, on purpose, mm-hmm. doesn't tag a deer, whatever, he would never do that. But just say, let's say he does. Yeah. He has zero responsibility to tell me about it. He has zero responsibility to explain his actions to me. Yeah. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you accept compensation in any form, to be in this industry, guess what? The rules change for you. Sorry, yeah. you chose to do it. You're signing right. up for a different different ball game. Mm-hmm. That's right. People say, "Oh well, um, you know," and it doesn't matter. Like I'm not even saying uh, Republican or Democrat. Like, um, should Obama produce his birth certificate? Absolutely. He signed up for President of the United States. Guess what? It's part of the gig. Okay, right. Trump release your tax returns. Guess what? You're President of the United States. Like part of the gig. It's it's just part of the gig. Like the rules change when you accept compensation for a position like that. It's very fair. I so. mean, it is too. You know, it's like uh, it almost is kind of like my thought when I see like a major mainstream celebrity bitching about not being able to go out in public. It's yeah, like that's exactly what. Well, it is. and then you know, know, like move from Hollywood too. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, move to <laughs> Central Ohio. Like, you know, it's like like Chappelle. Chappelle yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. Like I know personally that because um, I've seen him um, several times. Um, oh gosh, I'm uh, uh, Elliot. Um, who Something about Mary, the um, the redhead that gets all the rash. Um, oh, what the hell is this? Oh name? gosh, the comedian. He's a about. comedian. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, his his wife's from Waterloo, Iowa. Like he, they come back every Christmas. Like, guess what? He's a huge movie star. Like he doesn't get bothered. Oh, really? Ashton Kutcher is, comes back to Iowa all the time. Is, it, right? is he from Des Moines? Cedar Rapids. Oh, Cedar Rapids. Uh, oh, really? Amana's actually yeah more more by the is it Amana? Yeah, Cedar Rapids, Amana's area. No, sure. that was a Kurt. Oh Jesus! Is that what that area of Iowa is. producing like like Slipknot? Right, we were just talking to me. It was from Slip, Des Moines. Yeah, Slip, that's right. So it's funny. Uh, um, so my dad worked at Bob Brown Chevrolet for many many years. And, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Chris yeah. Elliott. Let me see. You got a picture? Yeah, he's he comes back to Iowa all the time with his wife. He's like the. Where was that Kurt? Uh, yeah, Kurt, what? I'm going to images. The f- football player, shit, uh, worked at Hy-Vee. Why, why can't I not think of his oh, name? Oh, well, Kurt Warren, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Warner, yeah. Kurt, yeah, Kurt Warner was a graduate of UNI. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, if you're if you're in New York and there's a lot of paparazzi, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. He's in a bunch of them. But I'm going to guess if you come back and you hang out in Sherrard, Illinois, or where are we at now? We're in New Windsor. New Windsor, guess what? It might be a fad for a little while. But the local news is really going to get tired of you walking around being a celebrity, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, well, except when like Luke Bryan comes here, the <laughs> people are always like, "Oh, he's here!" and go looking for him. But yeah, he hey, hunts you know, right, right over here. Like, oh, does he? Okay, that's why. Yeah, give like five more years. People, like, eh, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's there. It's kind of there already. I right. was at um, 
so I was with the Buck Commander guys, and Adam LaRoche took us out to lunch. And at, let me tell you, Adam LaRoche's place, it's like small, small town, Kansas. And we went out to lunch, and zero people bothered him. <laughs> I mean, Zero. People. Zero. No, it's just like, oh, yeah, well, Adam comes in here all the time for lunch. Yeah, like, he's, no, he's just here. But I'm guessing, you know, if he would go to Atlanta... Oh yeah, and there's some game going on. Of course, he's going to get bothered like crazy, right? Right. Yeah. So, hey, does that speak on like uh, like small towns? I love small towns. You I'm know, just infatuated with like where we live. Like, I love it. I love. How many people are in Trey? Uh, fifteen hundred and fifty. How okay. many cops are in Trey? <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. We have zero cops in Trey. Not a single one. But we have a county sheriff's department. Oh, okay. And Steve's met a few of them. Yeah, my welcome back. Did there. he meet? Did he meet all of them? He met two of the probably twelve. <laughs> I think I thought there was three there. The there shift. might have been three. There, I think there was three. I think there. there was three. Yeah, I was too busy trying to figure out uh, I how I was going to explain myself the next day that I hang out with this guy. <laughs> hey, I so, sorry about that. I saved his life basically. Yeah, I think you. You did. I think the like, last time we talked, I think you did tell that story. I can't remember if that story ever got told. I don't even want to bring it up again. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't, no, I don't no, ever want to hear. We're not I, talking. I, about I it. never want to hear it was again. My mustache has saved the day. It was. It was pretty epic. Like the the, the deputy sheriffs were really impressed. With okay, I just mustache. took a pee break. Chase, you want to take an intermission quick? You're the only dude who hasn't peed during this podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I can go all night. Like, what what else we got? What what, what do we need to hit? Like. Well, what's, I want to. What's do the we want scariest thing? Ooh, do we want to tell the story? No, I, I know we want to hit. You don't want to tell the story, Steve. I I don't want to tell the story. That's no. fair. But we're telling the story. Uh, I will yeah. tell it briefly a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, we were at we we it was a street festival deal. Yep. What what is that called? So it's called um, Wind Up Days, Wind Up and Trare, which we have a winding staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of what the town's famous for. You know, is really. This, don't yeah. remember that. Well, speaking of marketing or speaking of media, it's kind of cool because our winding staircase in Trer is where people used to get their newspaper. Like they would, they would go up this winding staircase, like a take spiral a, staircase. Yeah, a spiral staircase. Okay. Go in, get their paper, and then come down the other side. So that's it. Yeah, that's where they got their news, their their huh. ads for the week, all that stuff. And anyway, it's a historical landmark now. It stayed. Whatever. Huh. It's it's kind of cool. So it's wind up in Trer days. We just didn't know that Steve was going to get wound up in trail. <laughs> we were what bar? Oh, you, know, all you don't have to say the name of the bar, but you can if you want. No, I'll give a shout out to Jay. Uh, Jay Douglas. Uh, he's got the uh, the Sunny Side. Um, he bought it from you know local patrons, and he's ran it. Um, and we party there all the time. He's a great dude. It's a cool bar. Yep, cool bar. Um, <laughs> check out Rubline. There's a shameless plug. Check out Rubline's Instagram page. There's a really kick-ass picture that Keegan took. Of the inside of that bar, and it will make you want to go there and go have a toddy. Let's just say that. I like it's, it. it's a cool bar. We had a good time there, obviously, because on the way out, I don't even remember like what the details went down because I was uh, having a great time, and uh, we wa- we walked out, and you took your shirt off, which you do because it's funny, and I might have told you to take your shirt off because it would have been funny. <laughs> I'm still scarred. I can't believe you did that. Dude, well, I took my shirt off at Applebee's on Monday. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Those are facts. That's not a Those lie. Oh, I, I, There's I a picture to prove it. Go to Applebee's, go hard Facebook group. So it was like shirt off, cops, cars, like on the sidewalk. They don't know why they, they rolled they up. They spotted yeah, they him. They didn't miss a beat. They, they spotted him from, well, I mean, it, they were good, what, 60, like, 70 yards back? Yeah, it was back. probably like a bright yeah. moon down the street, you know? Yeah, they, they saw the, they saw the silverback gorilla. They're like, oh, man, we need to trank this thing. Well, this the, and the whole thing is, like, it. you got to get to the part where he thought 
we set him up. Like he yeah. thought it was a joke. Yeah, he thought you called you, cause, right. Yeah, because all right. So it's a, again, it's a small town. Everybody knows Chase. Very personal guy. I mean, this is what you do. You yep. talk to people and get and the cops are in our office all the time because you know we have cool stuff. We have guns and holsters and um, they want to see ozone for their vests and like oh, we, yeah. we have cool stuff for law enforcement officers. Yeah. So they stop by. So we're like, I had just got a beer. It's like, come on, we got to go. I'm like, maybe it's like. Not bar closing time. We don't got to go anywhere. It's like, no, no, no we got to go. No, it's like, like 1.50. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> we got 10 minutes. I'm like, fine. So we go out there, and I'm like, and yeah, like come on, we got to go. We got to go. And I'm like walking. I'm like, all right. And all right, uh, all right. here's here, here's what happened to me. So all of a sudden, we're walking out, and then Kurt's like, hey, man, you know, you should take your shirt off. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you know, that sounds like, weird. All right. It was kind of like the gimmick Because <laughs> we're doing stupid videos, and it was like, we're walking down the tree. We're leaving the bar. It's like, let's do a goofy-ass video. But didn't That's he have an open container? Like, wasn't that part of the issue, too? Like, he had a beer in his hand. Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, 100%. Because we were walking, like, what? <laughs> less than a block? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, my, my Pretty much across the street. Oh, it's across yeah. the street. Yeah, the bar's across the street from my office. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going down, and then, yeah, all of a sudden, like, these cops show up, and then I go, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, immediately I thought, oh, when these cops rolled up, I go, all right, I, I this is uh, this is what Chase set up. Chase told the cops, he's like, hey, we're going to walk out, and we're going to go this way, and then I want you to roll up on Steve, and then go ahead and like put him in the handcuffs and screw with him. Which I'm is like, okay. not even close to the truth. <laughs> so I've got <laughs> my shirt even. off, and the cops roll up, and I just remember getting on my hands, and he's like, oh, oh, oh not doing anything wrong, officer. And like talking shit, so these cops. Are, like, and then you mildly started to like freak out because what you <laughs> thought in your head, I could tell you were playing along with the gimmick. He got right. down on his knees, put his hands behind his head, yeah, and, and was basically and screamed like, "Don't shoot me!" me. No, and that's kept and, screaming, "Arrest me!" Yeah, and that's when Doug is like, "Steve, get up." Put your shirt back on, and we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm and, like trying uh, to yell at Steve, trying to talk to the cops. All cool. We're trying to get through your layer of drunkness to be like, dude, this dude, isn't it. a joke. We didn't set this <laughs> yeah. up. It like, went, but it wasn't like the drunk. Like I was still trying to play along because I was like, oh, if Chase is gonna get me, like I'm gonna one up. I'm like, yeah, you want to see how far this can go, big boy? Yeah. Bad Here's move. the thing: it's a it's a bad move when <laughs> the cops backfired. aren't in on the fucking joke. <laughs> that backfired. Real <laughs> and no fast. one else is in on the joke except the joke that I think is happening. <laughs> yeah. So. It was like literally like the. The MMA like pro fighter that breaks people's faces is standing right behind Steve, and all Steve's doing is talking shit about him and doesn't know he's behind him. Yep, like, yeah. it, it was like that scenario. <laughs> I thought one hundred percent you were going to jail. One hundred percent, I did too. Like I thought you were done. Oh yeah. And then we yelled at each other on the walk, the short walk. <laughs> at that point, then around the block and back to the office. And literally, was- like a couple weeks later, like it was probably I'm eh, not even two weeks. It was probably like ten days later. The sheriff shows up and he's like, "Is there anything you want to tell me about Wine and Steers Festival and your friends that came to town?" And I was like, <laughs> "Felt like I was your 12. friends that came to town." Yeah, like, I was like, "I felt like I was 12. I was like, "No, sir." No, he's sir. like, "Well, my officers told me that there might have been a little um, excitement." Excitement. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, they had a blast. There was nothing else going on in Trayer, yeah. Iowa. Yeah. That's so, funny, man. I literally uh, totally threw Steve under the bus, too. I was just like, look, all my friends are cool except one. <laughs> you ever heard <laughs> of working class bow hunter? <laughs> yeah, don't listen God, to him. Did I, you should, really I should have Steve sucks. rent just for, like, the bail that would have cost to get him out of jail. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wouldn't have bailed him out. No, hell no. Like, I thought. No, I then, saved him from getting and then we And then we get back to the office. Like, I didn't realize it wasn't a joke until we're back at the office and Eric's yeah. screaming. Nobody would talk to you. Like, nobody would talk to you. What's his name? Uh, who, who, I can't remember. We were all mad like, at each he other. Was like, yeah, he was, like, rubbing my shoulders. Like, he's like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, the, the cat that we were, we walked back to the office with, I can't. Was it Bo? Yeah, yeah I think it was Bo. Yeah, Bo was like, hey, man, everything's all right. I'm like. 
Bo was <laughs> sober. Bo had just got back from visiting his girlfriend or something, so he wasn't out with us that night. He had a terrible time, I bet. It, well, it was it was funny because... <laughs> he had a terrible time. my guess. <laughs> I think, yeah, because he lived upstairs in our office at mm-hmm, the time. Yeah. Because he was going through a divorce. Yeah, yeah. So he's... Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, by the way, RubLine's a full-service deal. Like, if you, you know, go through a divorce, so you, you can also live in and our... You're like, oh, yeah, and Bo's living here. Yeah, and Bo's living up in our production studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> Poor Craig, guy. Everybody was like super, and then I hey, made, Eric, made a good memory. Yeah, Eric's yelling. I mean, that's why I was like, "What? This wasn't a joke." And Eric's like, "No, you dense motherfucker. This yeah, is not that, a joke." And that's I go, what made me the most mad. So you just wouldn't fucking get it. Dude, yeah, when I, you didn't believe us for like two hours. Like, even and the then, walk, yeah, two hours. Like, come on. I even was the like, cops you, are saying they're not joking. Yeah. This isn't a joke. Uh-huh. That one we cop, are this close to arresting yeah, you if yeah. you do not That one cop looked at me and said, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and what he meant by that was the county. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit, dude, that, that, that was a scary drive out of like out of there. So when, when it was daylight and we kind of looked around, yeah, I, dude, I was nervous as shit driving out of there. I'm like, I don't know. Shitty Jetta. Because I get, cause they would have seen that they were like, <laughs> they would have seen the Melanoid plates and they were like, hey, we got the guy right here. We got this guy. But it was, uh, and I, uh, Chase, I want to come out and say right now, again, I, I said it there, I am sorry about that. I, <laughs> in my stupid mind, I thought that that was a joke. That would have been a fucking hilarious joke. And I'm still kind of half waiting for you to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I fucking totally planned that. Yeah, that's not coming. <laughs> Trust me. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> um, but, uh, dude, uh, I, I apologize. It will never happen again. Well, that's almost kind of disappointing. Like, that was a great story after it. <laughs> no, see, that was my joke. That's never going to happen again. Dude, when we come back for Wind Up Stairfest, bro, I'm getting arrested. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're actually, you're going all the way this time. Yeah, I'm going to take my shirt off. And, like, you know how boxers do where they get, like, the like the shit, like, I'm going to be, like, hashtag rubline marketing. And I'm going to wear a rubline hat. Yeah, you arrested. know what's scary is we have to go back this summer. Oh, yeah, God. you guys have to. Um, like, that should be a tradition. Like, okay. wind up in Trer. Wind up days. Yes. Okay. Wind up in county. Get wound up in Get wound <laughs> and that's that's the phrase. Get wound up in Trer. What's the tiki hey. bar? I, I I I saw that koozie. I threw it away. It was a bad memory. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I think that we should tell the story uh, quickly. Uh, we don't have to tell it quickly about the buck and the cover art for this podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, it's a super short story actually. Um, <laughs> I went to a stand. And I shot. I him. Shot him. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, what were we talking about? Like it's it's it's. Um, do you over exaggerate? Do you tell the truth? Do you? Yeah. You know, we're talking about that with people in this industry. So, um, the year before I killed that deer, let's see, I shot that deer in two thousand and was it seventeen, sixteen, seventeen? I can't remember. It was not that long ago. Yeah, seventeen. I think it was seventeen. Um, and uh, the year before that, I seen a deer, and I had filmed him. Um, and I didn't shoot him. I, I I thought at the time he was four to five and he could he could blow up. He was probably 160 inch deer when I saw him. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because when I filmed him, I got back to camp and uh, there was four of us hunting. We had a big lease together, and uh, I was like, check this deer out. And they're like, you're an idiot. I can't believe you passed this deer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to give major like uh, props to a guy named Eric Hale. He's with Red Rising TV. Great yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. We've had him on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah he's just awesome, dude. And um, and another buddy of his, Jason Bowers, like, they were really big supporters. They're like, that's your deer. Like, you're going to kill that deer next year. And I was like, yeah. I mean, we leased, like, a 2,000-acre property. Yeah. That's why there was – I think there was actually six of us total on it. You know, you have to have a lot of guys to afford mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, um, sure. So we had all these guys on it, and uh, 
they were just super supportive. We all knew the deer. We called him Combine because he was so wide. Mm-hmm. And um, so fast forward a year later, and I'll throw I'll throw Dan Drake under the bus a little bit, but he ended up being a big reason why I killed this deer. So I hadn't hardly got to hunt all year. So it's like tail end of November, and um, I'm up at like four four in the morning. It's my first time to hunt finally with my bow, and uh, the worst thing I did was I checked my phone. Mm-hmm. And there's a email from Dan Drake, and he's like, "Hey, sorry to do this to you. Like, we got a last minute appointment with Bass Pro, and I've got to have a presentation ready. Um, I need it by 10 a.m. Oh mm-hmm. no, shit! Because he didn't know I took vacation for a few days. Yeah. Um. So I get this at four in the morning, 10 a.m. Even two hours is not enough time for us to probably crank what he really needed. Yeah. So I come downstairs and I tell the guys, I'm like, okay, I can't hunt this morning. Um, good luck, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I do it myself. I crank this Bass Pro presentation out. I deliver it by 10 a.m. And now that all the guys are starting to pile back in, like, oh, man, like, the movement was pretty cool. It was windy as hell, but, man, we saw great movement. It was kind of like that post-rut deal. Yeah. And so it's like 1130, and I'm stir-crazy as hell. I'm oh, like, I bet. I'm like, screw this. I'm going out. And I said to one of the guys, I was like, what's the big – it was 50 – I mean, I don't know if it was 50, but it felt like it. I'm super windy. I'm like, what's the biggest tree we have on the farm with the lowest? And they're like, oh, down by the creek, remember? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. to that one. I'm going mm-hmm. to that one. And – there was zero – we didn't have trail cameras down there. The stand was crap. Um, it was only like eight, nine feet off the ground. Like, why we hung it, nobody ever <laughs> sat it. Um, but I was like, if it's blowing this hard, I'm not it. sitting up 20 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not doing it. So I just needed to be out. I didn't think I'd shoot anything. Yeah. So I, I, I would say, honestly, I got in the stand about noon. I'm eight, nine feet up in the air. I get all strapped in. I look over. I'm like – Holy shit, that's combine. Like, literally that fast, five minutes max. Really? Five minutes max. And I see combine, that's this deer, strutting across. And I had the, I don't think the company's even in business anymore. I had the crappiest rattle bag you've ever seen. But it was loud as shit. Yeah. Like, I'm talking Walmart special that they would go, oh, my God, we can't sell these. They're $4.99 at the end of the season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I bang this rattle bag as hard as I can. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, he stopped. And then he takes a right, which is kind of towards me. He's probably like 300 yards out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think he heard me. So I hang the rattle bag up, and I just grab my bow. And I'm literally sitting there going, I I think he heard me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, at about 30, 40 yards, he's coming through the brush and I'm like, holy shit, he's coming right to my tree. <laughs> and and the deer comes right to my tree, and then he goes up the bank, which is where I walk down. And so the true story is, I bet you if I was in the stand by noon, which I knew I was in the stand right about noon, I put an arrow into that deer at 12, probably 15. <laughs> no shit. And I shot him because he went up the bank. I was only 8 or 9, 10 feet off the ground. I almost shot him parallel. He's eye level with you. Almost eye level. <laughs> and at maybe at most, it was a 12 to 15 Jeez. shot. Jeez. Damn. Crazy. Right in your face. Right in my face. At and noon. I snapshot him. So because I didn't know which, what he was going to do because he came right to the base of the tree, which I couldn't shoot. Yeah. And 
He takes a hard left. He goes up the bank. I literally pull back anchor shoots. Like, it was a snapshot. Right, right. Heart shoot him. Watch him go down. Um, I'm like, I think I just killed Combine, but it happened so fast. <laughs> you had to process it yep. and everything. Yeah. Um, at, at, on, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee with a back rack with a, a rack hanging off the hitch <laughs> that I had <laughs> driven there just in case I'd killed one. Right. It was parked up over the hill. I go up. I put my hands on him. I literally lay down beside the deer and, like, was like, oh, my God, this is a deer. Like, I'm grabbing his head and shit, and I'm just like, it's still surreal. Like, I killed Combine, the most talked about deer on our farm. Yeah. So um, I thought, how am I going to tell my buddies? And so I went and grabbed my truck, grabbed the, the Jeep, and I drove it over there. And, I, of course, I keep a cooler bush light in it. Of course. And yeah. Celebration. So, <laughs> so now I've walked up to the Jeep, come back. So it's probably 1245 at this time. And I sit down beside the deer, kind of grab the deer's antlers, um, throw the tag on it. And and I, I position the tag so you can see my name. Yeah. And I crack a beer. And I take a picture and I send it to Eric. And he's like, holy shit, it's 1245. Like, when did you kill that deer? I was like, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, I'm drinking a beer at 1245. And they, didn't, they probably didn't believe you, did they? Eric did right away. He's like, you deserve that deer. The whole He says, you passed that deer. Uh, you passed a mid-160s deer. That deer scored 181 inches. I've still... Cool. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, and and what makes him so cool, like, I love him in the house that we have him in our cabin on a pedestal mount um both main beams are over 29 inches whoa yep it's he's such a freak of nature like i i don't even i think the closest thing i've ever even gotten uh, from a main beam is like 25 26 Huge. inches like stupid like you know that as a score yes yes and you get some, over 24 inches on a main beam yeah you got, you got a you got a big beam now. yeah there's some beams. and somebody had told me once like it's less than I don't know. It's like less than three percent of whitetails have twenty-nine inch beams. Like it's it's a real special thing. I think I've me- I measured 1%. a ton of deer, and I would say maybe three. Yeah, have been in that twenty-seven plus. Yeah, range. It was. He's pretty amazing. Like, and he's wide. He just has everything. The Geyer buck out here. Yep, I think one of his beams is almost twenty nine. One's like twenty eight, almost twenty nine. It's probably awesome. he might be at twenty nine on yeah. one of them. Um, and I mean, he's that's a big beam, you know. We measured um, we measured the deer three times because so when we got in there, I was just like, man, this is all, like I killed a hundred seventy inch deer. Yeah, and I had killed a couple other hundred seventy inch deer, so I was like, oh, it's like I got another one seventy, like a gross boon. This is great. Yeah. And when the guy that scored him says. Um, he looks at you. He goes, "Have you ever have you ever rook 180?" I was like, "No, like not even close." Are you kidding? Yeah, like 173 ish type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "We well, have now," and I'm like, "No, 180s." They're like, "181." You don't see deer in the 180s, man. So I had to measure two no. other times just because I was like, I still couldn't believe I broke 180. 180s a number, man. That's that congratulations. Yeah, and, but it's what's crazy is you still like you, then you meet guys that are knocking down two hundreds. Like, yeah, it's just and you just go what? I know, <laughs> I know. Like you see, it, the Geyer buck is a hundred ninety one inch. He looks every inch of it too. And, and and we talked earlier about pedestal mounts and the full range hanging system stuff. Yep. Like we're gonna we're gonna figure something out maybe. Um, but yeah, like you get hundred eighty inch deer. Uh, a guy I grew up hunting with name was Jim Burns. This was just his thing. When my dad killed that deer, it was. 180 inch deer just don't come around. That's all he would say. Like you just don't see 180 inch deer. Yeah, right. I mean, you see 200 inch deer because you, you know of the internet. Yeah, but it's like, how often? If it wasn't for the internet, 
would people know what a 180-plus-inch deer yeah. looks like? They're pretty special. They're super special. The Internet kind of waters things down because of it, rarities get blasted. Yeah, right. So, right. like, that's your buck. Uh, what was he, 100 what? He was 181, and he's a straight 10. That's a, a in, that's a giant, giant typical. Yeah. It's the the guy bucks a non typical. Yeah, you know that's a giant typical. I I said uh, so. Obviously, he got a lot of attention at the taxidermist, and then yeah, you know, people that would go to the same taxidermist would call me and this and that, and then you know, but you're just straight up. And it's like I'll never. I hunt Southern Iowa, and like I don't care what people say. Like I don't have deer like that. Like right. I don't have deer like that. Like. That's it's a that's a rare deer. I've I've killed three other deer in the one seventies, but typicals. Uh, yeah, but they had like thirteen points, fourteen points. Like yeah, so it's a whole different thing. Like you see a hundred eighty inch ten pointer um, that scores one eighty versus um, I've got a, a kick ass like thir- I think he's fourteen, maybe he's fourteen points, thirteen points. He's thirteen points, um, which you know he's got a crazy brow, you know a second brow. Yeah, um, that scored. One, I think he scored like 176. You can't put that 176 next to that 180, like because the 176 looks like he's a 150 inch deer. Yeah, he right. just has so many. Right. You know this from scoring, yeah. like they have yeah. so many more scorable points. Right. <clears throat> and I have never done a net score. I'll never. <clears throat> if if Kurt came to my house and said, you know, do you want an official Pope and Young score? I'd be absolutely as long as you leave the net off. Like it's just something I've never agreed with with deer. That's, yeah, I get that. Um, so all these scores I'm throwing out are just gross stuff, but. Um, and then I have a deer that scored one, I think he scored like 166 that will absolutely blow your mind because he literally just comes straight up off his head and then we called the deer fireworks and he literally just, everything shot straight up and he looks so huge, Yeah, but it's his main beam shoot straight up and then all his tines are kind of short. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you put him next to a hundred and... 75 inch deer he looks so much bigger because he has less tines right right but they're so tall or his manes are so tall so he comes up off his head yeah. I, I like the I like deer, deer that look that carry huge though like i have a buck that does 157 as a mainframe eight yep and he just looks nuts compared to like i think i saw that yeah, he's deer. right out here oh yep. yeah yeah uh-huh. he, you notice him right away because he just carries huge yep yep yeah. it's that's almost it's just as cool it, a high score, right. 100%. Oh, yeah. Maybe at uh, certain circumstances, sometimes a little better. Yeah. You know? that's what, I think that's my favorite part about whitetails is just you get to – they're scared. They're all so yeah. different. Yeah. They all have their own personalities. Some of them, like – one of my number one target bucks for several years was a deer we called Bully, and that deer didn't score more than 105 inches. Mm-hmm. And I could not kill him. Like, I'll just tell you, like, I was a crappy deer hunter. I tried so hard to kill kill this deer. He's an I old, had, mature, just bully, yep. but, like, pushed other deer off. Pushed all other deer off, a lot of other deer off. Um, That's such a common thing we hear just interviewing people is mm-hmm. there's always, like, that one one fifteen ish to 120-ish old, yep. brutal, just yeah. gnarly eight that just kicks everybody's ass on the property, and it's like, we got to try and kill this deer. Wasn't that Dana's second buck that he shot this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Well, I mean, Ross yeah. Bigger was chasing a uh, buck Don he called Vito. Don Vito. It's kind of the same way. It's just, uh, just a brute yeah. of a buck. Not a high score, but a brute. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a... I mean, in the Midwest, that's a common thing that pops up, you know? I got to... They live a long time, and especially if they don't... Like, if you're in a well-managed area... That's where a lot of people make that mistake. Is yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I got all these bucks, this and that. But they're not killing them because you've got that 115, 120-inch deer that, yo, I'm never putting my tag on that. 
Well, that's probably a bad idea because he just literally kicked all your badass right. four year olds yeah. off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the eight and a half. He definitely girl shot. Yeah. You're, that was probably a bully buck. Yeah. Well, yeah. a hernia, broken <gasps> leg, broken, broken skull, broken nose. Because he fought everything. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. didn't give a shit. Yep. It's kind of cool, man. The traits are like different, but it's just a, just a mean old bastard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love seeing that stuff, too, for sure. Chase, we're going to hit you some rapid fire quick, man. Oh, I wrote shit. up a few, and then we're going to, off the top, hit you with some rapid fire. Is that cool? Let's do it. Ooh, off do the I top? need a crown first? Like, should I switch from beer to crown? Uh, th- that's up to you, man. <laughs> that's up to you. You might, want, you might need some crown. <laughs> um, hit me. Your just favorite hunting show right now. Oh, man, if you can't answer it, you can't answer it. Uh, okay, my favorite hunting show right now is um, it's probably Red Arrow because of the comeback tour. Like, um, yep. yep, I, I gotta, okay. say, I gotta say my boy Kip because he damn near didn't make it like back into the industry because of the Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he had to rapidly change his life, and I was part of like hearing about that. Hey, let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, huh? is that why he won't we do our show? Uh, no, he'd do your show. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think he would. I've talked to him before, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mitch Petrie even is like, we got to get him on. Yeah, Where's he at? Um, to make that. So happen. I'm always a big, I'm always like rooting for the comeback kid type of thing. Yeah. So sure. yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Kip close because okay. this is his comeback year. Okay, I like that a lot. Uh, famous celebrity you would love to meet in any in industry? Uh, that's an easy one for me. So um, <clears throat> I was really close to him at Shot Show one year, and I could not muster up the confidence which i'm a very confident person but i was so starstruck by his the way he carried himself and what he had done in his life uh marcus latrell uh oh okay i got really close to him when he was launched i think it was his ammo line or whatever um and literally i just i couldn't muster up the words to say because obviously who he is and what he's done for our country and so if i ever had a chance to do it again i would like to meet marcus latrell and just say like thank you um and actually try to muster up some words to say for <laughs> such an amazing American. Like, That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, favorite musician? Man, I'm, I hope I don't get thrown out of here, but um, I'm an Eminem guy. Like, hey, straight up. Hey, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, if you could be any oh, – oh, this is funny. This is the next question. If you could be any rapper, who would you be? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it would still be Eminem just because of the length of his career. Yeah, for yeah. sure. This is a random question because a guy at work threw this at me. Cadillac or Lincoln? Cadillac all the way. Boy. Monster Jim or Red Bull? Um, you know, tr- honest answer, I drink probably more Monsters because um, they're more convenient and you see them more. More of a Red Bull fan because they've built a true, true brand, mm-hmm. and they're way more than just an energy drink. They're a production house. For so sure. Hats off to Red Bull. Yeah. For sure. Fixed blade or mechanical broadheads? Mechanical all the way. ATA or SHOT Show? <laughs> oh boy the one stumper huh i i gotta say shot um yeah i gotta say shot yep i'll okay. do shot it's close though Ooh, it's close okay but you th- you missed my favorite show germany germany iwa oh the european the european sports show which is huge really yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure huh yeah okay. when you get to talk to hunters that chase like Crazy different critters and different game laws. Is that archery and everything? Everything, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, so are we, you, know, you got passes for us next year. We'll podcast with Dude, some Germans. You, you guys would seriously freak out. Like, everybody's over there is so nice, and you sit there and you listen to how the Swedes hunt versus how the French hunt. Oh, versus dude, how the you Spain. know how much fun we would have? Re- oh, dude, it's amazing. Awesome. Interviewing, like, we might not come back. 
just stay over there. We're just and based out of. I'd Germany probably find now. some family over there. I just bunk up. Dude, they, yeah, like too. the Italians are hardcore. Like, are they really mountain hunting and? Oh yeah. Okay, I, I need to. I need to know more All about. Right, we're that. going to Germany. Real tree or mossy oak? Mm. No comment. Mark or Terry Jury. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Hey, you either have to answer, yeah, I answer one or the other. Uh, let's see. Um, to go sit in a uh, deer stand with Mark to go party all night, Terry. How's that like I saved myself with or both? Or together, that's just a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all, all right. I had written down. I, that Steve, was fun. Steve's going to hit you some off the top. Oh, yeah. Favorite pro wrestler of all time. Uh, you know, I probably would have to say The Rock. Like, you know, and I, I wanted to bring it up earlier. He's one of those Next guys. Question. When you're talking Dwayne. about media, like guys that have all three things, do they have the reach? Do they have the influence and the personality? Like, The Rock has all three. He's one of those guys that can move products, has personality, and has following. I'm a massive yeah, yeah. fan of the when the movie came out, um, Fighting with the Family. Yeah, I loved it. I that loved was it. Uh, yeah, and that's actually based on Paige's life. It's right. uh, it's incredible. <laughs> There's a there's a lot of funny stories about what happened there, but yeah, that's it. It's awesome to see WWE actually produce a great movie right. <laughs> versus uh, some of the other shit. That and what's funny done. is I don't watch pro wrestling at all, so you have to understand. Like when I say a, a pro wrestler, it's because of the amount of influence they were able to have outside yes. the ring. Mm-hmm. In the, in and the that's Rock why is, I liked it. The Rock is like just he. They, they were rapid fire. They Steve. were thinking he was going to run for president. Rapid fire, sorry, Steve. sorry, we're talking about pro wrestling. Okay, all right, what's what's next? Okay. Got it. oh. Uh, Oh, here you go, here you go. Who's your favorite podcast host on the show? On this show? Yeah. Threw him under the bus. No, I'll be honest with you. It, it moves around a lot. So Kurt's always pretty serious, and he keeps kind of things under control. Um, there'll be a podcast I'll listen to, and I'll be like, God, Steve was really funny that time. Um, but he still sucks. <laughs> but but here's the thing. That's like fair. Eric and Doug are like, they're really interesting on the show because they'll just throw these zingers in once in a while, and mm-hmm. you're like, Whoa. Never Dude. saw that one coming. You know what's funny? When I if I listen back and I'm like monitoring, I'll hear Doug and Eric throw in something that yeah. I didn't notice in the moment, but I hear it after when I listen. Them in there, yeah. And so yeah. it's like it depends on the podcast. Where the, the hidden gems? It's like, dude, we just make eye contact right now about this. We did, and I do. Like, I I, I can't say I listen to every episode. Kurt. I love listening to episodes, like especially on airplanes. I'll download them, mm-hmm. and that's like just my chill. I'll sit back and chill on an airplane. He ride. falls asleep to him, like watching yeah. golf. Uh, <laughs> oh, you get no, not the way you guys talk. You never can fall asleep to work. You can podcast. That's fair. That's very fair, dude. I always have chicks fall asleep on me. What are you talking about? Oh, all right, no, all right. No, Bushlight no. out of a bottle, can, or draft. You know what? D- you cannot beat it out of a bottle. I am a total bottle baby. Hey, the best. Fair. Fancy, getting classy. Yeah, that's but, a good question. By the but way, but even better, my go-to is Budweiser out of a bottle. Most amazing thing, straight up Ooh, bud. Steve Weiser, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. nice Steve Weiser. Steve Weiser. Love it. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. I love the beer in Germany. It's my favorite. It's definitely my favorite part about Iwa. Yeah. But I will promise you, the minute I land back in the states, the first thing I do, I don't care if I land at 10 a.m. or if I land at midnight, I will go get a Budweiser out of a bottle from a bar at at the airport. Well, they drink a lot of beer yeah. warm over there, don't they? No, no. That's I don't know where that rumor got started or. That's a big rumor that floats around John Deere because we have a lot of people that go to Germany. Mm-hmm. And it's like you hear one guy say it that went to a, like a rural part of Germany. Yeah. And then another guy's like, fuck, no, everything was cold over Everything's there. Everything like, was cold. No, yeah. Everyone said that shit when I, I went to Brazil. 
Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they like their beer warm, don't they? I'm like, no, it never left ice. No. Like, they, never, keep, they they give it to you in a bucket no matter what, and then if you get up, the bucket goes with you. Like, it doesn't my, leave yeah, ice. I think my first show, the first time I went to Germany over there for the EWA show was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, it's all I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to drink warm beer? I get there, and I was like, uh, what, what kind of beer do you want? And the only one I could pronounce was Hellas. Mm-hmm. It was easy to read. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'll take a Hellas. And they serve it, and I was just like, shit, it's ice cold. Oh, my God, this is good beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what were people talking about? So then I'd order this beer and that beer. Not not a single one got served warm. I don't know where That's they get funny, that crowd. That's funny, yeah. I mean, maybe it's some sort of traditional type way. I don't know, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, give them two more, and then we're done with the rapid fire. Here you go, here you go. Uh, iPhone, or Apple or Droid products? <laughs> There's no comparison. It's Apple all the way. See, and yeah. I asked that real knowing man. what the answer was. That's a real man. What's up, uh, Doug and Eric? Oh, I have to say this, too. Next question. We have a uh, – so we just <laughs> hired a digital media specialist. I'm super excited for her to start. She'll already be on by the time this podcast launches. And everything – like, I'm super excited to recruit this very, very talented individual. Um, we'll have her on the podcast sometime. Yes. But I was very honest with her when I asked that exact same question that Steve just threw at me. I had to order. Rubline Marketing ordered their first PC, and I felt disgusting. Really? I felt, she knows what's up. No, she doesn't. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to slowly convert her to a Mac. Yeah, hey, t- tell that. her, you know what? You tell her girls like her that end up, that use PCs, end up with guys like me. I guarantee <laughs> you have an iMac. <laughs> Show her a picture of Steve with his shirt off. This could be you. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be your life. Yeah, it's going to be weird having a PC in the office, but we'll survive. We'll figure it out. It'll fade out. Yeah. All right. You know, I, for, I have an HP at work, and I, I do actually love it. Uh, moving on. John Deere, hey, John Deere bought it. Hey, cool. I have a grinder oh. account, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that says a lot about you, bro. <laughs> All right. I got, I got one. I got one. I got one. What's a what's a better app? Okay. okay. The uh Casey's app or Realtree three sixty five? I'm gonna say Realtree three sixty five all the way. Here's why. Here's why. Because I order on Casey's and then I get a phone call <laughs> and they tell me that they're out of taco pizza stuff and I'm really pissed what? about it. That yes, happened? It happened. Damn. That can't happen. Dizer. Only in Trayer. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. Don't wind up in Trayer. <laughs> Dysert, Iowa Casey's, you will never be forgiven. <laughs> Chase, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Thanks Thanks for for having me, guys. You made the haul out here. This is four years in the making, an in-studio show. First 100% complete studio guest. Do you like that? I love it. 100%. I'll tell you what, though. Um, We need to call Joey. Yes. Because all these damn chairs need thermos seats on them because my ass is killing me. We, we They're need, hard. We need a seat sponsor, and then we need to put thermos seats on top of those yes. seats. You we need some, <laughs> do you want me to get them on the line right now? Like, yeah, we need to call Joey. Like, Joey, we need some thermos seats on these. Oh, it's dude, terrible. you know my wife's going to fucking kill me, dude, if she wakes up. <laughs> that's Joey. Because they're, an hour, dude, they're I, an hour behind us, right? I guarantee you. He's me, not going to answer. ahead of us, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, so let, let me close this episode out, then we'll call him, and then if it's funny, I'll put it on the bonus on the back. I don't want to. Cut it. All right, we'll do a round table. Appreciate here. you guys. You got anything to add? No, Chase, just thanks for coming down, man. Love it. Douglas, thanks for finally coming down. Yeah. Chase, what you got? Dude, I, I love it. Thank you guys. I love you guys all so much. It's just been the – you guys are the best addition the hunting industry has had in a long time. Thanks, brother. That means a lot, man. So, Thank you for awesome. coming down. Thank love you. Love it, man. Steve, Steve no one cares. Chase, thank you for pretending to like me for this episode, so we'll go back to the awkwardness. <laughs> after this sure, over. you got anything? Thank you for that, Eric. Um, no, man, no, I'm just no thankful for RubLine Marketing, the relationship we formed over the years, and thank you for kind of 
putting your neck out there on us, and we will not burn you, man, because there's too much burning going on lately. And uh, we might piss you off with uh, dumb shit we do, but we won't burn you. Yeah, you guys won't know. That's uh, there's a few that you, you got to hold tight. You got to hold tight in this industry. You guys won't. Right. I appreciate you. Well, we're setting sail, man. It's a team now from now on out. So got it. Appreciate everybody in the studio right now and everyone listening to the podcast. We love you so much. We appreciate all the support for over the years, and we hope to keep you around. And you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Go find some sheds. We love, we love you. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.